sent us the, the, the footage for the, the four-way that we're going to talk about later, but uh, after it was over, there was like a, a music video set to like some like deathcore bullshit that had some really intense editing, uh, Modtron Productions, right? And I posted it, and Steve Mack, who follows the podcast account, uh, retweeted it, and like I mentioned, hey, we're going we're gonna to have a show about some some JAP here pretty soon. And he, he said, I'd love to call in. And I was like, Oh yeah, I think, you know, not this time, but maybe next time. Um, so it, we've, we've decided, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, we are already we getting at either of these matches. Like, these matches rolled. <laughs> like, are we worried that I'm going to like, die? I've never, I think I've never said a bad word about Steve back in my life and probably never will. So not like, no, I mean, I think it's scheduling like Chuck Taylor scheduling and technology. Yeah. And you know, like that's the thing, right? I, I don't, we haven't done a show with two guests yet and we don't want our first one that, to be Phil Schneider and Steve Mack. Welcome to wrestling is gross. Number 19, <laughs> 19, yes. Is it 19? Oh, 19. We're, we're recording two this week, and who knows which is going to come out first. Um, my name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. And we have uh, we have Steve Mack here. No, wait, we have Phil Schneider here. Say hello, Phil. Hey, how are you guys? <laughs> uh, Phil Schneider is of uh, Segunda Caida. Uh, he's one of the people... Did you... In- were you one of the creators of Death Valley Driver Video Review? Um... Uh- yeah, well, Dean, I think Dean did, like, three or four, and then I was the first non-Dean person to do any. Okay. Death. So, I mean, he's technically the creator, uh, but I was the first uh, Death Valley player, I guess. Okay. So you were you were pre-Ripa, then? Yeah, no, the reason... Uh, I went to college with Phil Ripa. We, were, we worked on the school newspaper together at wow. University in the 90s. So Phil came in... Because I knew him completely separate from pro wrestling. 
Like he was a guy I worked at the school newspaper with who turned out to also be a wrestling fan. And uh, so that's how, uh, that's how he got involved. That's weird. I, I, I had no idea you guys were like even the same age, much less had such history. Um, well, although I guess that makes I, sense. I haven't seen him in a long time. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, we, we, that's, uh, that's, yeah, we're, we were, uh, we were, uh, uh, co- uh, college, went to the same college and same, uh, buddies, uh, nice guy. I saw him at a bar a couple of years ago. Randomly? So, you saw, you saw Phil Rep at a bar? Well, we both lived in DC for, for a long time. I live in Denver now, but I was in DC for, sure. for two decades. God, I haven't been in a bar in a very long time. Um, I think Siobhan's been to bars more recently. You probably see people that you recognize, but I, I haven't I mean, been. It was pub quiz trivia. So, okay. you know, it's like, <laughs> kind of when you're married. It's not like the counts to going in a bar. It's not like I was out there. Sounds you know. great. It sounds delightful. Um, and then now. That's like, yeah, pub quiz trivia is like 40% of Philadelphia culture. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, that makes it, I had you know, a dominant, many, uh, multi year dominant pub quiz trivia team that I went every Monday night. Oh, uh, I've never played. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. And I, so with a buddy that I, uh, that I ended up, that I still worked with at the same company, we decided to start a pub trivia team together. And, uh, his, like, uh, col- his, like a fraternity brother of his in college had a girlfriend who worked with my wife, Chelsea, at, uh, at the agency she works at. And that is how I met my wife. So pub quiz trivia is actually, you know, cool. Res- yeah. So my, oh yeah. Yeah. Stepping way. stone to like your your future. Yeah. I met my wife on uh, Twitter. So there you, there you go. <laughs> uh, I I have to be selective in what bars I go to because I have an ID that's two years out of date that sure. I cannot fuck it updating for reasons that could be figured out easily. As sure. uh, that shit is expensive and also why. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's a, it's a pain in the ass no matter what the circumstances. I, um, I'll tell you what, when I moved, uh, to Illinois, I had a, a, a license that had been expired for like three years. And the main reason it was expired and, you know, completely out of date and, uh, I had never bothered to do it is because I had, uh, outstanding, uh, tickets and warrants out in Texas, uh, totaling like $800. Um, so I got all that sorted, uh, eventually. But yeah, at the time it was just like, why? I'll just try not to get pulled over, and hopefully they, hopefully if I do, it's a, it's one of those nice cops you hear about. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I, uh, my friend, uh, Stephen, uh, is from Texas, but got pulled over in Louisiana and sent to one of the, the really famous New Orleans jail that is like a fucking hellhole. The one in, uh, Jim Jarmusch's Down by Law, perhaps. Yes, um, um, and, uh, but he, uh, the actual thing was like something from 20 years before that his dad did. Cool. Um, because they shared the same name. Yeah. His brother, yes. That rules. His brother is an amateur MMA fighter named Austin. So Austin Pow- Powers is a, la- a family name. Austin Powers. That's. And I laugh about this every time yeah. I think about it. We should, uh, we should, we should bring uh, Austin Powers back. I think it's, I think it's time we, uh, we did a fourth one of those movies. Um, so you, to- know, you know he comes into like Slipknot. <laughs> into the theme of the movie, like you absolutely have to do it. You're like an amateur but it, right? You're saying you he's like, a... you have to have like an ascot. You have to do the whole thing. <laughs> if your name is Austin Powers, instead, I'm sure he comes into you know, like you know, rap metal or Darude Sandstorm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a rocker, not a mod. Um, so there's your intro. Um, I do want to say Segunda Caeta. Um, we don't really have a, a traditional plugs thing. Uh, Segunda Figure out how to spell that. 
Um, it's S. It's got a, a G and a U. And I think Google. It's Googleable. Yeah, it's Googleable. Um, it's uh, it's a blog, and I I love making fun of you and Eric for this. But you guys have a blog. Look at the calendar. It's 20, yeah. 2019. It's a it's a blog about wrestling. Um, you guys post every day on the blog. I think that's like a point of pride, right? You don't miss any days. No days off. Two days. Uh, yeah. No days off. And, and we, we it was like one of those things where like I. At one point, I think it's been three or four years now that we've been doing every day. Yeah. Maybe more than that. And it was like, I think I, I said at the beginning, like the beginning of one year, I was like, hey, we should try to do it, see how many, long we can do every day. And like, Eric was like, yeah, probably like a week or two. It's, kind of, well, it's been very successful. I think it's like dicey where it'll be like, you know, the, the, both of us, both of us, I, I usually let Eric post because he's a little, he's in California and I'm in Colorado. This is an hour earlier and he stays up later than I do because I'm a kid. Yeah. So he's off. Finishing shit up late at night after I've already gone to sleep, but sometimes he falls asleep without posting. We have like backdate something. Yeah, so I I noticed that. I've got a, a backdate poster. So <laughs> looks like posted something on Tuesday. Or else we're screwed because now we have the streak we can't break. I have um I work overnights right, so I I, I have a tendency at like three a.m. to just you know go through my my cycle i check all the i check twitter and i check instagram and i check whatever you know the multiple accounts i have on all of i check my fat, my catfish account and my podcast account and my main and uh but then i check you know a few like usual sites and second decade is one that i tend to check maybe not every day but almost every day um and i'll it'll be it'll be wednesday morning at at 3 a.m and the last post i'll see will say monday it'll be like you know here's our here's the aiw show we're, we're reviewing and uh and i'll be like huh what time is it in california because if maybe he maybe he can still pull this out and then i'll check later and it'll be like it'll have you know I'll, I, it's fine it's okay you're posting every day. You're not posting every day, but you're, you, there's a post for every day. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's something new every day. We got a bunch of fun stuff on there. I mean, we've, I, you know, we've, we've, but we've gotten really into our, into our selves. Yeah. At this, well, and we're just like Eric's posting. I was like, I've decided to watch seven Duke the Dumpster Drosy matches. <laughs> yeah, it's these are things like, you do. You might as well write about them. Like, yeah. um, and then you've had some fun additions lately. I don't want to. We won't go completely into it, but the stuff with J.R. Goldberg, uh, friend of the show, I guess. Um, friend of the show. Yeah, friend of friend of us. Friend of you. Yeah, no, I don't know. Well, J.R. Is, is a really good writer, a significantly better writer than me. Yeah. And, oh, and it really is. I, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, he's great. He's way better. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's uh, fine. That's fine. <laughs> I got no, uh, but, you know, he, he puts the he'll, like, throw together these things, and I'm like, and fuck, I don't have anything else to say about this match. Yeah. He got, he's, he's got, it's beautiful. It's like, got a beginning and an end and a theme and a, like, an analogy and a, a lyricism. Like, yeah. uh, Ian had really good forearms. <laughs> he did, he did though, and that's all you need to say, right? What, what, how did, did, did Terry the Drake go to a barber and ask for that haircut? <laughs> yeah. It's a birth thing. His mom smoked. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we talked about that uh, that that both of the matches you guys have covered uh, for Ian Rotten and Meth Head Battle Arts, Meth Lab Battle Arts. Uh, we talked about on our episode titled Meth Lab Battle Arts. Uh, go back into into the back catalog. There, this is me advertising. Sure, I invented the term. I think I did. Oh yeah, we we we, we credit you. We credit yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> we, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. It could have been Dean, but I think it was me. Yeah, no. Obviously, it was it was contemporaneous. It was like we would get an IWA Mid South tape from like 
from 2002, and I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Why is, why is we're, not, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about other great wrestling from that time period. But yeah. like that whole thing where you're watching these matches, like, why is Ian Rotten trying to break his wrist like that? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's very, it's very cool, very different style. Uh, we still have, uh, in theory, we have a uh, an Ian Rotten versus J.C. Bailey like super show that we want to do at some point. Um, but I don't. That was a, that was an early idea. I don't know if we'll ever get to that one. Uh, but if we do, we'll give you a call. But tonight, today, it's afternoon. I love recording these a little earlier. Um, we're talking about Jersey All Pro Wrestling. Um, Jersey All Pro Wrestling began in what 1998. Does that sound right? 97. 97. Um, I'm gonna just. It's Frank Fat Frank Iadivia. Sounds right. Yeah. Is that? Um, of course, a legendary promoter. Um, it's, uh, on on it <laughs> on the Wikipedia page. It says this promotion was born. Bo- Born out of a dream of Fat Frank and Angel Sarita. Uh, they, wa- <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to take the promotion in a different direction than others. Uh, Fat Frank, and, and it keeps using fat in quotes, so you're not, you know, just... He was make- fat. He wasn't... He wasn't massive. He wasn't... I mean, it's like... He's not as big as two of the people in the first AEW match. Show. He'd be... I mean, if you looked at it, he said, all right, uh, well, what's the median fat? Yeah, at the JBW show, he would be, uh, I think, lower than the median fat level at the JBW show. But yeah. to be fair, the median fat at a JBW show was well in excess of three hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah, it was like Mafia was medium fat. There's some fat fuckers at at uh, Northeast indie shows. It's awesome. Uh, it's a feel. It's, it's always like good for. It's always like a good thing for your like selfish because you go to one of these shows and you're like, yeah, that's it. Oh my god, I don't know if he wants. Uh, we'll just say a friend of the show. Uh, a friend of of uh, of ours and especially yours, Phil, was at the Scenic City Invitational, and he said, "It's crazy. Everyone here is four hundred pounds." Yeah. Um, so that's not just the Northeast; that's the Southeast too. Um, that's the culture, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure he's fine with me saying that. I didn't say his name. Uh, I didn't say their name. Um, just you know, keep it vague. Uh, the, uh, the 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 cool thing about Jersey All Pro is that it was on the surface a very like standard uh, you know Jersey indie. It, it looked not unlike your like Ring of Honors or like ECWA or uh, what JCW, like any of those like what what are some of the other big ones from USA Pro and what's ICW? ICW, yeah. They all kind of blended together to me in my mind. Um, that was when I like first got into the stuff, like 2002, uh, just not even seeing a lot of the stuff, just going through match lists on RF video, uh, shouts out to RF, uh, not friend of the show. Uh, I would just <laughs> keep it on buddy. Yeah. Uh, I once on his car and I, uh, at a, uh, I think it was at the show where, uh, Shinya Hashimoto, the Shinya Hashimoto four way. Okay. Oh hell yeah. You did what like, in this car? I peed on his car. On purpose? I had to pass, and they hadn't let, wouldn't let us into the arena yet. And I'm like, well, I'm going to piss on Feinstein's car. That's the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he used to, what he used to do, uh, <laughs> get high or something. In the middle of the night, uh, he would then post, like, just 500 posts on DVD VR with, like, profanity and, like, pornography. What? Uh, yeah. He's something you should do all the time. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, he would get, like, I'm assuming he would get high or get drunk or something like that and decide he's going to like post you know, 50 fuck yous on Death Valley Driver. And then we'd have to go through and like whatever the primitive ass fucking system you had to moderate the board. You had to go delete all of these things in the middle of it. It was just gigantic pain in the ass. God, the, uh, the 2000, like 99, 2000 version of that board was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, Imagine if it's like all of a sudden it's like, you know, you, you wake up and you have to fucking delete 200 posts of some guy <laughs> saying fuck you and posting a picture of a woman's vagina or something like that in the middle of your board in the middle of the night. Is that what he was posting? <laughs> Besides being like a complete garbage person. I mean, that guy was like a legit, you know, like, a, like an asshole. Yeah. Like, I always got that sense, for sure. Like, affected my life in, you know, like, 2001 or 2002 in a way that <laughs> actually affected it negatively in a mild way. Yeah. So, I got his car. Not a, not a friend of the Dawkins show. Dawkins talks to talk, but has he ever acted with <laughs> an act of piss? Uh, one of my favorite peep show moments. <laughs> Guys pissing on the church. Anyway, I, I never finished that show. I never, I never actually watched the last like three episodes. Uh, I, I, I would imagine both characters die in a horrible accident. That's the only way it, it can end. Um, so I, yeah, I would just look at match lists. Um, that was the uh, not to go back to it, but I, I just the 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 question that I wanted to ask about the Hashimoto show. Of course, two thousand one, maybe two thousand two, Hashimoto came to the U.S. to defend the NWA title. Um, and worked a four-way with Steve Carino, Dylan Knight, and somebody, Gary, anybody? Gary Steele. Gary Steele. <laughs> Gary Steele, uh, awesome in early, early Z1. Um, and it was a 30-minute four-way Ironman match that took place in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Is that correct? Sounds right. Somewhere yeah. in Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania. That was in Carino's Fed and Premier Wrestling Federation, which is actually one of the first uh, promotions that I got tapes from. And you and I talked about this when we were on the Evolve podcast with uh, Name Redacted. And uh, and we talked about how Rapid Fire Maldonado was okay. He was an okay wrestler. Um, but that was the show where Rockin' Rebel was, like, yelling at, uh, like, like yelling at Hashimoto from the, from the audience and saying he was fat. Is that right? Yeah, and like kind of heckling Hoshikawa, mm. like kind of be just just like really being re- a real disruptive asshole. Right. Yeah. Um, that's see, that's a fun story because he killed himself. Um, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> anyway, like, killed his wife or something yep, like that. Killed his wife and killed himself. Uh, the Rock and Rebel. Um, that guy. That guy sucked. <laughs> he was he was bad at pretty much everything. Because yeah. um, the, the back of the day, at a lot of these shows, they were using his either his wrestling license or his ring. Yeah, like a lot of the yeah. shows the, Pennsylvania, right? Wrestling. Like they don't have yeah. the strictest commission, but they have a pretty intense one, don't they? Yeah. So they would you can use, use glass panes, but not light tubes. Yeah, what's that shirt. about? That's so weird. That's always so they would, confusing. Yeah. So early ROH shows, you go to these shows, and because they were using his license, they would have like a shitty rock and rebel match that they wouldn't tape on every show. Oh right man, like a, I didn't realize that. It's like a terrible, he'd have a terrible match against Drew Blood for six minutes or something like that, and, and it would be on every early show. You're like, ah, was that in the the Murphy Rex days for this Rock and Rebel match? Yeah, they were never on any of the tapes because they were all, you know, why would you tape them? But weird, you consistently have to watch Rock and Rebel wrestle like almost all the early ROH shows. God, I haven't seen a Rebel match in a long time. I think, yeah, I think he would consent. He would. Uh, pop up like in like 2004. Um, I can't remember the name. The the hotel by the Philly airport. I'm certain he's on that show. 
Okay. Like, I know, like if I they, know what like if they needed game. something, then they'd be like, all right, call Rebel. Yeah. And this it's game weird. has four friends, as we know. <laughs> um, and, you know, I guess Rebel was half a friend. Yeah. I would assume Rebel referred to him by uh, anti-Semitic slurs regularly. <laughs> but, you know what, Gabe... Uh, <laughs> He doesn't have enough. He doesn't have enough friends to really. That's matter. <laughs> I would imagine Heyman did too, and they're both Jewish, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Heyman is uh, notorious for his his ideologies, right? Um. Anyway, uh, wrinkly old balls. Rest in peace, Rebel. Yeah, rest in peace, uh, Rock and Rebel. Uh, we'll just big <laughs> shout out to you. Um, rest, we, can, we can tie this in a little bit. Rest in peace, Fat Frank. Rest in peace, Fat Frank. Yeah, we'll go ahead un-ironic, and say that. Unironic rest in peace, Fat Frank. I've the, heard uh, stories that he was like kind of a, a shitty guy at times, but I, I, I think it was mostly just pay and, you know, like, you know, promoter. I hate this guy because he, he shorted me $20 on my $40 uh, booking fee. Uh, September 23rd, 2015, Frank Iadavia died in his sleep. Uh, it says they have not promoted an event since February 2018, which is would have been their last uh, anniversary show, right? They usually run their anniversary shows in February? Um, yeah. Uh, they run it whenever. Um, I think well, yeah, they, they had the, the, the tribute, the like, Fat Frank Memorial Show, which was the show that had uh, Ray Mysterio. Ray and Loki. Loki, yeah. I was at that show. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember that was one of the first times I ever talked to you or Eric. Um, I, I like, asked you on Wrestling KO. Uh, like, I, I private messaged one of you. I'm not sure if it was you or him. I think it was you. Um, and was just like, hey, how can I see Loki versus Rey Mysterio? And you were just like, here you go. And I was like, oh, this, <laughs> is, this is pretty cool. Um, this yeah, is nice. I said, I got a handheld of it, I think. Somebody yeah. had a handheld. They sent me, and I was like, yeah, this is great. What's, that's awesome. Hey, it was, really was good. a good way to watch it. It was a really stuff. terrible show, though. Like, it was, like, really, 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 really long, and nothing else was good. And they had two super long, like, emotional, like, Ten Bell Salute tributes to Fat Frank, which is fine. <laughs> and, you know, I imagine that I, I don't want to, like, begrudge the guy's, like, family for being sad about it. But it was like, we didn't, this didn't need to be 45 minutes long. Sure. Yeah. Really, <laughs> and tough. we did Two of them. How you long know, like, do you make a thing like that? You know, it's it's a it's a tough thing to. Um, but I, I love JPW, and I don't I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm I, that my response to a show about JPW is is shitting on the length of the memorial service for their performance. <laughs> 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 yeah. JPW is great, and like I'm very Fat Frank is the guy whose you know existence uh, left the world a better place. Yeah, his so dream, he, him and Angel. Sir, him and sir, and sir, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, JFPW always felt like it had a unified sensibility, and other promotions didn't fucking come close to that. The only other promotion uh, that, at that, uh, from at least 2001, CW, but that was a completely different thing, really. Obviously, like, JFPW just, like, here's fat guy tag teams, here's Flippy, but it made sense in a way it was contextualized. And then, like, ROH started, and it was just like, oh, I'll figure it out later. Yeah, I don't know. JPW seemed well, ROH, different. Was early ROH was was they that was seventy percent of the JPW. Yes, it was, uh, yeah, of course, for sure. The thing yeah. always was that the 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 Meltzer story was always that Feinstein started ROH after he saw the King of the Endings. Right, that's like the that's, yeah, yeah, the APW show. Which I always, which I always thought, yeah, the APW King of the Endings. 
which I was actually at too. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you were uh, at Super Eight too, right? I was at Super Eight for a while. I was at like every. Uh, were you at we're... the best of the Super Junior or the Super J Cup ninety four? <laughs> No, I was not attacked. <laughs> I was at the. I was at for a while. I had seen like every Loki uh, American Dragon match live. That's awesome. like one of the people because I happened to be. Oh. I was like, what I, I'm from the Bay Area. So does uh, that mean that you are? Were all right. So you you saw uh, so many of these matches live. Does that mean you were in attendance for our first match on June seventh, two thousand two? that was the one that was the same show as the submissions match, right? Yes, it was. Yes. That was the one I missed. Okay, well, you said you weren't here. I should, I mean, because I should have been live for this that show, because that's a great show. Yeah. That show kicks ass. Yeah, I I looked at the card. The four matches that we did tonight, I kind of, like, thought back on it, but I I wasn't live for any of the ones we did tonight. Some of them I hadn't even seen before. Um, I don't think I'd ever seen the, the, either the cage match or the four-way before. Okay. Did did not seem familiar to me when I watched them again, so. Okay. That was well, uh, we're, we're going to get to those. Uh, that Those are sort of our main event stuff. Um, I, so I, we, we did decide to split this sort of in half. Uh, the first half, we're going to cover these two matches that feature uh, Steve Mack, uh, Monster Mack. And that's not on purpose. I didn't even realize that we were doing two matches with him in it, but it, it worked out. Uh, this show... Uh, APW original? Yes, one of the one of the true like mascots of, of the promotion, as we'll talk more about later. Um Monster Mac and Mafia the Hit Squad versus the Shaolin Wrecking Crew, which is Magic and Suba? Magic and Suba. Magic and Suba. Um, okay, uh, this match is four fat guys. Uh, I, this match is on YouTube. I'm going to make sure I link this. And I might see if I can get the other two matches that are not on YouTube uh, uploaded just because I want people to see this stuff. Wow. Um, it's it's great. This match it's is. So fucking bad. <laughs> I, I remember this is a match I definitely have seen before. Yeah, and but it's a match I possibly have not seen in fifteen. Oh, this is very much the kind of shit that you would have you or or or, or Dean would have reviewed in a in a video review. Um, and just... Tom, Tom, I know is an enormous Suba guy. So I think Can Tom, I... Yeah, oh, yeah, when when I mentioned watching this match, um, I, I'm pretty sure Tom said that he he was there for this one, um, and he he talked about how Suba or, or Magic or Suba, I'm not sure which. No, but I don't think he was because at that point there, he wouldn't have gone to a JBW show. Okay. Without- we were going to, you know, like, there's no way he would have, like, he didn't have a car. Okay. So we were <laughs> wow. going to a JPW show. I was driving him to a JPW show. Shots like, to Tom K. Uh, yeah, no, the the road reports. Now I now I understand. Uh, he was just a, he was along for the ride, huh? He didn't have a driver's license. He didn't have a driver's license. And I don't think it is, he might have, he might have one now, but it would have been relatively recent. <laughs> awesome. Uh- <laughs> I have a driver's license for a long time either. I did when we went to shows then. Uh, basically, I didn't have a car, but what I did have was I was able to borrow the car of the Lucha Libre promoter, who I, who I did the commentary for the show in Monterey with. <laughs> you know, borrow his car to go to shows, with the idea that I was scouting. I really like that. I, I like the story of you doing uh, commentary over, like, a live mic, like a house mic, right? Um, I think it might have been a live mic. Yeah, yeah. it was me at Champagne in Monterey, <laughs> Mexico. Like a fucking- yeah, Champagne from Omega. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Like he was like, bring some American guys, and I was like, all right, I'll get champagne and uh, and venom from Omega. Your American <laughs> guys, you would have brought into a, a wrestling show with like ninety eight or ninety nine or whatever it was. 
awesome. <laughs> oh, dude, it's 98? Like, you know, if you were going to bring over two guys from Mexico, from America, indie guys, it was either them or Quackenbush and uh, Reckless Youth. Right. No, for sure. Wait, uh, you you could have gotten rapid-fire Maldonado. I could have gotten rapid-fire Maldonado. Yeah. So, yeah, that guy, I would borrow his car. I would just be like, can I borrow your car this week? <laughs> Go to a wrestling show. That's a sure. Man, I don't think I've ever borrowed anybody's car for more than, like, to go around the corner. Um, different times, I wonder right? if Devin Storm versus Jolie Dare has ever happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> in my mind, it's happening all the time. Um, yes. So I didn't look up who Magic and Suba were, uh, so I just have written down, who are these guys? Uh, why are they called Shaolin? I expected two, like, Asian guys. I thought this was going to... Well, they were... Like, I mean, I'm gonna it's just a Wu Tang thing. From Staten Island. Yeah. Okay. It's just a Wu. It's just a Staten Island thing. Matt yeah. was a guy who was like a trainer. Okay. He was a Suba. I think was a magic student. This all me remembering stuff from like years and years ago. Magic was on a lot of JPW shows. Yeah, that I, guy was a, a JPW staple along with of like an undercard staple along with uh, you know like. Um, uh, the Sheik and uh, the Nazi Skinhead Ivan and and uh, yeah, uh, those those black. are names. Uh, Skinhead Ivan, I like. He's like that's like a name I would just see on tape lists, like match lists for tapes. I don't think I've ever actually watched him work. Billy Rail was a bit above that, but I mean, I don't think I've. You know, Billy he did Rail, not make yeah. the trans- He did not make the transition to the Super Indie era, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, Skin and Ivan, I remember, was a very, uh, very clearly Jewish girlfriend. Huh. I remember when I saw that one. <laughs> so it was clearly just a gimmick for Skin and Ivan. Yeah, it was now, a gimmick that was close was, to his heart, though, right? It was like a shake thing. It was like a, it was a, it was a, a real, like, he was like a guy who was just working a gimmick. Was weird. You, I remember at one point, like, after one of his matches live, he goes over and, like, hugs and kisses this girl. It was, you know. Oh. He was actually just really into <laughs> Rocksteady and owning uh, a Vespa, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. It's this is England, uh, like, but the but the movie, not like the like the the first half of the movie. Um, What's the date of the match again? This is uh, June seventh, two thousand two, and Magic appears to be wearing a muumuu, um, which I was into immediately. Um, there's an episode of the so I, my I've never really watched the show, but I've seen bits and pieces of it. Uh, New Girl with Zoe Deschanel. And, uh, and it's her and Jake Johnson is like the, the main, like, romantic interest. And they, like, sleep in the same bed for the first time. And Johnson, uh, Jake Johnson's character shows up to the bedroom wearing this, like, really long t-shirt that goes down to his knees. And Zoe <laughs> Deschanel's like, what are you wearing? And, uh, and he says, oh, this, this is my long shirt. I wear my long shirt every night. Um, that's what my magic reminded me of. Um, magic, I, according to Cage Matt, still active. Hell yeah. I could, magic. yeah. Uh, there's like there's at least there's like a handful of uh a handful of uh uh 2019 magic matches including something called the Bruiser Brody Cup which they claim was a Oh man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, our 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 friends over at the Bad Wrestling Podcast covered that that show which featured uh I think I think it was uh promoted by the guy yeah the modern vintage wrestling guy the guy who uh you know yeah may or I'm- may not my man, yeah. smooth, <laughs> yeah, smooth D. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, I think I, I think I, Brad's I posted in the chat. It's like the whole body of me Yeah, I, my brain, and this is like a, a problem. I grew up in Oakland, California, Berkeley, California, the East Bay in the in the eighties, and it just I 
somebody whose first tape was too short. I can't get that upset about pimping. And I know I should. <laughs> I, mean, I know that's like bad. It's not, that's like a problem with the way my brain works. I'm a, I'm a person who considers himself, you know, progressive and feminist and all of those things. But it's just like when the people were going up and I was like, yeah, it's pimping, you know? It's, yeah. You know, that's one of the guys in my Boy Scout, uh, troop was a pimp. <laughs> I was just, it was just, it was just, it just happened. I was like, uh, no, yeah, yeah. Listen, no, we, we, that shouldn't cost the only man who ever knew how to book Trevor Lee his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, and I, I, look, we've, we've talked about rehabilitating Stutzy on, I guess, two shows in a row now. Um, I, I, I've, I've said my piece on it. I think we've all said, uh, our thoughts on, on allowing Brad Stutz back into wrestling, and I think 100% approval. Let's just fucking do it, man. <laughs> I have, no, I have no problem with it at all. No problem with it at all. And I probably should, and I don't. And you know, that just makes me a bad person. And I'm working. We're all trying to work on ourselves. Yeah. I mean, just, wrestling this, is gross, folks. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Roman canceled. Has got a Mecca mercenary abyss match. Exactly. Speaking, speaking of, uh, so clearly a yeah. modern vintage wrestling guy. But magic works with our friend Monster Mac. Yeah. As the heavy well, hitters in 2019. Way like well, okay, so okay, so the heavy hitters 2.0 then. Heavy hitters 2.0. Oh man! Mac. All right. But, well, we gotta we gotta get. I I I happen to have a line with uh, Monster Mac, so uh, we we DM each other actually. So uh, you can ask him about magic. I will. Please. Well, uh, just here's a list of every uh, JFP legend. What are they doing now? <laughs> yeah, well, the uh, the alumni page on the on the Wikipedia is like uh, Ace Darling, but also uh, like Kenny Omega. So where's he at these days, Monster Mac? Omega's like he worked a but he had a t- the title at JPW for a while. That's right. He worked a bunch before he was a guy who was you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm I've got a note on him later on. Actually, um, let's let's do talk Scoop about the cage match. And, you know, this is not everything. Worked was uh, 2001, 2002, 2003 pretty active. Wrestled then like once in 2005 and once in 2008. But as a, in a four way as the Shaolin Wrecking Crew. So mostly Shaolin Wrecking Crew matches. Almost I'm, all JPW. I mean, you get a gimmick like that and you're gonna, right? Stick to it. Yeah. Hold on a second. Suva was fucking awesome. Yeah, no, alright, so... Super whips ass, he's called uh, the most insane man in this match, which, uh, like, and, like, as, like, obviously as a compliment, and you're like, yeah, uh, I don't know what his deal is, I don't know necessarily what his race is, I assume he's just a light-skinned Puerto Rican man, he kicks ass, uh, he looks, like, by far the whitest of the four men in here, um, but I don't care. I would assume he's Puerto Rican. It's fair to assume everybody in JPW is Puerto Rican. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I did. Yeah. I mean, I think except I think, for Fat I, Frank, I, I think there's a decent chance Skinhead Ivan is Puerto Rican. <laughs> Man, I love it. Uh, Suba, I think but, uh, Suba does stand out as uh, in this match just because he takes the biggest bumps. Mafia hits him with one of the biggest belly to belly overheads I've ever seen in my life, and then he just stomps on his forehead, uh, and then he follows it with like really one of the sickest uh, like German suplexes I've ever seen. Yeah, and Suba is a fat, fat man. I mean, he is the fattest of these four. Yeah, and which it, is a hell of a just, thing. He just takes an absolute thumb thumping in this, thumb thumping, <laughs> including getting like, like, like you said, 
really, really disgustingly dropped on his head a bunch of times. Like, yeah. That's the guy who you think does a lot of neck bridges to get, like, taking, like, head bones. I mean, that, maybe that's the reason he had such a short career. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine when he worked Jay Busta and Mozart Fontaine in ECWA. He was necessarily taking really suplexes. Jay Busta. Well, actually, I kind of remember Mozart Fontaine being a guy who would throw some suplexes. But not in a guy this size, right? Like, nobody... <laughs> And then Ma- Mafia hits him with a knife edge chopped to the face at one point. Uh, like, but so Suba, all right, so I have written down Suba gets one of the shittiest looking hope spots ever with a reversal into a Samoan drop. Um, and That's so bad, yeah. But like, how is, is he even standing? You know, like it's, it's cool. They double team Moff, but at, the, at this point I noticed that Suba, he looked like he wasn't doing great. <laughs> Not yeah. feeling uh, 100%. This may be the Shaolin Wrecking Crew match. Oh, I'm, I'm, I guarantee it is. Another one that you'd want to see. I'm like looking over the list of Shallow Dragon Group matches. They, they, I guess they had another pit. They looks like they had another match against that squad. This was June. Yeah. So there's a, there apparently is like a December hit squad match. Okay. So we need that. We need to, if we do a second show. Yeah. Well, you know, we're going to have to buy some tapes because there's not a lot of this online, but I'm oh. willing to do that. Oh, this is kind of main of this is a main event of homicide deranged. Yeah, it's cool. It's up there. Yeah, no, oh. I, 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 the JPW roster is fantastic. We're we're kind of focused on a, like a microcosm of it, but like, um, yeah, like you said, those early ROH shows. If you like Special K, um, like Jay Lethal, yeah. like all all of the Jersey guys, and you know, like, you I think I don't think I finished my point right. But we talked about this earlier when we said that. It, you know the the line was that he always took it from the super indies, uh, the uh, the uh, the right. APW show. But finds he was taping JPW shows, and he just took eighty five percent of the JPW roster. Was basically basically that first ROH show was a JPW show that had American Dragon, yeah, and and Chris, Chris Daniels, Daniels yeah. yeah, yeah, like there were yeah the two fly ins, but I don't I. Daniels Danielson did not fly in, right? He rode up with Rudy Boy, I would imagine, um, or yeah, something, something like that. Um, the, the specifics of uh, the specifics of the trans for uh, for ROH in the early two thousands. Yeah, I mean, I know things, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of my stuff comes from like the spanky in two thousand two. You know that I'm going to have to yeah. Please have fun. Those were very JPW ish. Well, so that was the thing, right? He booked people who were within driving distance because that's what you do when you're starting an indie, um, and you're spending the majority of your, your your budget on you know whatever Carino and 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 Eddie Guerrero or whatever. I guess Eddie Guerrero was a fly in. Eddie Guerrero didn't drive to the show. No, and that was, but I mean, I mean, all those guys were great, right? I mean, like the, the, the Special K, all those guys were great. The 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 uh, you know Hit Squad are great. Uh, Christopher Street Crasher are awesome. Those guys all ruled. I mean, that was yeah. the thing. It's like, that's a problem. You know, you know, you ROE, when ROE stopped booking Puerto Ricans is kind of when the promotion fell apart a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I, and I, I think, uh, you know, it, it picks up heavily. Ring of Honor, I think, uh, hits like a, 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 like its final peak in 2006 with the huge homicide, uh, push in the, in the feud with Danielson and, and, you know, sort of happening concurrently with the Necro feud and all of the, uh, CCWROH stuff. I I want to get back to and watch all of that one of these days. Um, Suba, 
Suba. Um, they all right. So the the wrecking crew does the double squishy like fat guy spot where they run from the opposite corners and squish the guy, uh, and they call it the kiss of death according to the uh, the, the commentator. Uh, but Suba is having trouble uh, <laughs> reaching the the, the the apex at at the at the correct pace. They hit uh, not at the same time. He's he's not looking great. Mafia comes back in, gives him a, just a big boot to the face. Uh, then Mafia hits a fucking tope, uh, <laughs> which. I guess it's a common thing for him, but in 2002, you didn't see fat fat guys do that usually. Uh, and then we get a tease one from Monster Mac, uh, but he just he runs up to the ropes, he steps through, and then he just like does like a cactus elbow off the apron to magic on the floor. Um, yeah, crazy. That's like that's like a Monster Mac spot, and that's fucking nuts. Is it? Is that a thing he did, he did often? Because I don't. I don't... He did that. He did. He would do that a fair amount. Yeah. Okay. We get a cactus elbow in our uh, in the Nigeria Nightmares match too. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, most uh, the most indelible image in my mind is uh, it's Mac uh, bashing Magic's head into the paneling. Yeah. In the back of the building. That's that's indel. That's the definition of indelible. Seeing this gigantic man's head. Printed backwards into this shitty um, composite wood. Uh, well, the head squad were known for destroying walls, right? Wasn't that the yeah. like, Didn't he, he threw? Um... I mean, their shtick was in that arena. I think it was the same arena in that in uh, that Bayonne, community center in the in the in the, in the Bayonne you know, charity hall. Yeah, they would yes. would press slam one of the little tiny guys. Yeah, insane dragon or whatever. Or uh, yeah. Axe the Exploited Child, yes. or Jake Jobber. They had a lot of little dudes. And they would take one of them and they would press them and they would throw them lawn dart style head first into the wall. I'm pretty sure that um, the Hit Squad they're wrestled... Powers, like, press them either, these fat fuckers. I mean, they're strong guys. Well, sure. But we do, we get we get the uh, a good version of that. Um, I think... So I think a few years ago, the Hit Squad wrestled... I think it was the... Uh, Rapongi 3K or whatever, you know, uh, Trent and, uh, and Rocky Romero. And the entire, the entire, like, story behind the match was that 15 years ago, um, Mafia threw Rocky Romero headfirst out of the ring and into the, into the wall, and he wanted revenge for it, and they, like, did, like, callbacks to that spot. Um, not a great match, but it's cool that they would respect the history like that. Um, but yeah, uh, this is I'm, this is why I sound like this when I announce. All I go is whoa, man! I don't, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and I talk about the chaos spirit. That's one of my favorite things. I can't think about. Oh god, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> talking about Hiroki Goto embracing the chaos spirit. I I love Rocky, Rocky Romero. Romero. Have you heard Phil? Have you heard Rocky Romero as a commentator? Whoa! <laughs> No, he's the worst. Uh, I, I remember uh, actually one of the earliest shows that he did it on was one of the J, uh, one of the uh, the, the G one shows, uh, probably from that same year, 2017, and uh, and you could see there was like a shot, it was like a, a shot, a floor shot of uh, you know the what, Okada and Omega or whoever the fuck, um, 
and you could see in the background Kevin Kelly sitting there with Rocky Romero, and Kevin Kelly has his hand over the microphone, and he's, like, miming something. He's, like, feeding him lines, and he's, like, holding his neck, and then Rocky Romero's like, you know, that neck of Kenny Omega really uh, been worked over, and it was just, like, it was, like, this kind of sincere, like, oh, that's nice moment, but it's, like, um, you know, the 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 blind teaching the uh, deaf, or is that how the saying goes? Yeah. Uh, Kevin Kelly teaching me teaching me how to uh, how to commentate. That's that's some dire stuff. And in, in the land in the land of the skunk, the man of half the nose is king. There you go. That's like from the Tom Waits song, right? Um, yeah, I think uh, the, we keep we're going to do this all night. It's going to be a long show. Um, so, well, it's interesting. I think the, both these taglines are going to with the other one too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Think are, are are if you had to take what's the best single match from a wrestler who may have never had another good match? <laughs> I, huh. Like I don't think there are, there is I'm, I, I don't remember ever seeing a sh- another Shaolin Wrecking Crew match that was anything like this. Yeah, there's two of them on YouTube. Uh, Am I'm looking at this right now? Am uh, All Money Is Legal, which is another like uh, Jersey-ish. Who was that again? I don't remember that. I mean, I remember uh, the name. Kate Bush and Kate Murda. Um, Kate one Bush? of those guys, I forget which. You say Kate Bush? Kate, <laughs> Kate Bush and Kate Murda. Kate Bush. One of those guys, I forget which, ended up with like a long ass zero one rain run, and I think lives in Hong Kong and has like connections with Ho Ho Lun and was trying to bring in <laughs> CCW for something. Fucking bizarre. Uh, goes by Buffa now, I, but I forget which I of the case he was. Yeah, I thought you said Kate Bush too. I was. <laughs> I was it like, did sound like Kate Bush. It does sound like Kate Bush. That's yeah. something I. Um, Kate, Kate Bush versus uh, yeah, versus Hoshikawa. Uh, big um, run there. And against somebody called the Rhode Island Elite. Um, I feel like I remember them. And is, it is it Eric Corvus in that? Uh, no, Eric Corvus isn't in that. In both these matches, he's got much longer hair. But it's not, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not even Suba. It could just be another fat guy in Magic. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm saying, like, it's interesting. Because I don't think there is another uh, another great Shell and Rackin' Group match. Yeah. And I don't really think there's another great Nigerian Nightmares match either. That's but right. both of the matches that we'll watch today are incredibly good. Yeah, let's go yeah, ahead. <laughs> like, this is the one match this guy had that was amazing, and that was basically it. And maybe, you know, that's the thing. It's like the footage, is, maybe there are, are other incredible. Well. And maybe this Rhode Island Elite match on YouTube is great. I mean, I just, probably not. We'll but. find out. We'll, we'll, we'll do a live commentary for it. We'll all just Who's sync up. The, uh, it's a big who's to say. And it's, it's, you know, a, big it's who's a salute. To- who can say? But like, yeah. if you said, well, can you can you think of your your job is to find find one match that, that a guy had? Sure, he can't have a, another good match. But what was the best single great match? That's an interesting question. You guys think of another one? I don't. Is there another really really great Kendo Nagasaki match out there? Sure, there are. Yeah, you talking about the the FMW April ninety? Yeah, we talked. About I like the hell out of that Greg Valentine Barbar match from Big Japan. There's, there's other Kendo Nagasaki and FMW. Obviously, obviously like, I love. Maybe not the, great, but like, Greg Valentine. Yeah, yeah, you fuck him, right? Um, so what? The other would be the, who would be some other ones like High Peak. Um, like, I think David, Ar- David Arquette. Oh. <laughs> you're, saying, exactly. you're saying the the 
Well, no, was the Thatcher match good? I never watched the Yeah, I didn't want, yeah, it's probably, you know what, it probably is. Um, there, there have got to be examples. I, I can't come up with anything off the top of my head. Um, there are wrestlers that I despise. Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor. What would be the one Terry Taylor match? There's not a bunch. There's no really great Chris Adams match in UWF, but he had some other. He had some of those Flair matches were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They weren't really my cup of tea, but it's not. I think I don't. I just wanted to make fun Terry Taylor because he's an asshole. I bet there's one really good Wajima match. Okay, we. I don't think I've ever. I mean, you could. Uh, hypothetically, you could say, "Oh, I must have been Tom McGee." Like, you know, with that, Tommy, yeah, that match isn't very good. Yeah, I, I didn't actually so, watch it. I have you know, idea. Just excited about it, but yeah, for some reason, it became a whole internet thing. But I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it had been for years, right? Uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna move along to from uh, from Magic and Suba to Mafu and Safu. Um, it's from uh, from uh, September twentieth, two thousand eight. This is the heavy hitters versus the Nigerian nightmares. Now, the heavy hitters consists of, um, and now I wrote this down because I didn't know what his name was. It's Steve Mack and some uh, like WAP, like True Greasa. Um, I didn't I didn't know what his name was until halfway through the match. Uh, so it's Monster Mack from the Hit Squad and his partner, whose name is Havoc. Havoc from the for the solution. Yes, I want. I almost wanted to find a fucking solution match. Papadon, who still around? Ah, the Greek god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the so. were a fun tag team. They were like a. I mean, for for they were kind of like your other crowbars in JAPW. So like you had because you had so many huge bumping little guys, right? And you would have these tag matches where the hit squad were like famous for. You know, in some ways, like, these are two amazing matches, but, like, your, what, your, like, optimal hit squad match is them against, like, Insane Dragon and Dixie, where they're just, like, hurling these guys. That's what I always remembered. I remember them versus the Shaolin Wrecking Crew, the Nigerian Nightmares. I, like, when I was a kid, I didn't want to see fat people wrestle each other. I wanted to see fat people wrestle little people. That was, like, because I was, you know, I was a child. I was, like, 14 years old. They kill Sue, but just as bad as they kill, uh, is they kill JG Jobber normally, right? If they really fuck Sue Bob in that match. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it doesn't, they don't discriminate on size. But, just... the, but the, but the, but the, but the solution, which is a, that name, boy oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you get away with 2019, I'll tell you that much. But the solution, uh, they were like this sort of the other crowbar tag team. So like they would also like fuck up Elixir's boy child and JT Jobber in really violent ways. This they is would the same also, era? Like, like 2002 they were around? Yeah, Papadon has been some, around for fucking ever. There's man. some fun, I have vague memories. There's some pretty fun solution hit squad matches where you have like you know you build they build up these two pair of crowbar tag teams to finally beat on each other. Right. In classic wrestling fashion. Yeah, right? sure. The, you know the un- unmovable object and the force that is also right, unmovable. The, the face off at the Royal Rumble. Right? Yeah, right. Goldberg and Brock. Um, no, I I think uh, so. The Nigerian Nightmares is who the heavy hitters are facing here, uh, which is Mafu and Safu. Now, this is another ISO file, uh, or this is an ISO file that you provided us with, which means it has a menu. When you load it in, it's like a, a part of it's like a DVD disc, right? Um, yeah. So we get to see a menu showing the other matches on this disc, which Modtron Productions, shout out to Modtron Productions, uh, has split individually, so you can just pick whichever match you want. Uh, which is really cool, uh, but it, uh, also included on this ISO file uh, were a, a four-way between Dan Moff, Mafia, 
uh, Eddie Kingston, uh, Danny DeManto, of course, Jersey, uh, and Black Machismo, which is Jay Lethal and his Macho Man gimmick, right? Right. Yeah. And, that could have been okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, Moff and Eddie, yeah. Tended to overwhelm his proceedings a little bit. Yeah. And then also, we got LAX, which I'm not sure who this LAX is. Homicide and Hernandez. Okay, cool. Uh, versus Nunzio and Balls Mahoney, which sounds great. Um, I, I might just watch this whole disc later. But also, uh, the last match on here is Kenny Omega versus Rhino. Um, in 2008. For the JPW titles. Yeah. Kenny Omega, what if either one of those two guys had long JPW title runs. Imagine so, that. Um, he gets mentioned again. I, the motherfucker. I will, never, I will never watch that match. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> no. good. I'm out. Um, you know what? If if they ran that on TNT, like, in November of this year, I think, I think yeah, book Rhino. Give Rhino a job. I like Rhino. Um, Isn't Rhino is he not still the WWE? WWE. Oh, oh no, he left. Yeah, he was showed up on something. He was in there relatively recently, right? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so many guys under, there's so many guys under contract. You can tell me that Rhino was the current NXT UK champion. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's re- he's wrestling Wolfgang. Uh, yeah. It makes sense, you know. Uh, <laughs> he's got a whole theme going on there. Uh, all right, Steve Mack is a good promo. Let's just get down to it. Steve Mack is a good fucking promo. At this point, I'm writing down notes and I say I have no idea what the other guy's name is, but he says they were cunt hair away from winning the titles. Um, so there's that. Uh, just real WAP energy from, like, from Havoc. He's a, he is a true greaser. Just a disgusting, uh, just sh- the shittiest of shitty, like, Italian-American, like, Jersey, Jersey boys. percent Trump voter, right? There's no way. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, he was a Christie voter, at least, at the very least. Um, and I think by the time Trump ran for election, he probably, uh, was no longer allowed to vote. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, uh, so yeah, we, they, the great promo from them. Um, and then it, we get a, a, a promo from the N- Nigerian nightmares, which is mostly just them. Co- it consists of them going hubbity dubbity, hubba dubba hubba dubba dubba do, uh, just a pure, like intensely offensive, uh, caricature, I guess of, I mean, they weren't clicking their tongues as I, I guess the only thing they didn't do. Um, but they weren't speaking Nigerian, I can confirm. Um, thoughts on this promo? <laughs> See, I don't know what to do with the Nigerian nightmares. Now, I think you might say they're problematic, but mm-hmm. here's the thing of it. Um, it's so pro One of them's dead now, so who cares? Yeah. Right, isn't that how we came to this? Phil, didn't you just, like, discover that, like, one of the Nigerian nightmares died, and you were like, this match is cool, you guys should watch it, and then we were like, hey, Phil, do you want to come on the show and talk about it? (laughs) Probably something like that. I mean, I definitely, it it sounds right, I think this was on a Schneider comp. I'm looking at Havoc's cage match. It was, yeah. And it's listening, it's saying that he wrestled, uh, he hasn't wrestled, he wrote 2015, but then he had a match, according to them, he had a match on an Impact TV taping. That didn't happen. Uh, uh, Striga, uh, Striga like, doesn't know what he's talking about. No, that's <laughs> what they're claiming. Like, well, there's, there's something wrong with Cage Match here because I doubt that Havoc <laughs> actually defeated Johnny Bravo on an Impact Wrestling TV taping uh, like three weeks ago. <laughs> it was the ha- it was the Havoc from uh, NWA Wildside's Usual Suspects. 
actually. <laughs> no, I don't fucking know. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, just guy. There's another guy as in classic indie fashion, another guy who spelled his name H-A-V-O-K. Yeah. Who was a big weird, uh, dude who hit the hard, which, alright. I'm stick. hey, that's um, the Sammy verse now. I'm sticking with the idea that that was actually Jessica Havoc. Um, makes oh, sense. almost certainly was. Yeah. And uh, Ratchet's. Um, but yeah, they had, they had a, they had a nice, they had, the hitters had a nice run here in like 2008. So there's a bunch of really fun looking matches on this thing. Um, on, like on the cage match that you're looking at? Uh, yeah, like including a three way dance with the, the Briscoes and. Well, there's the Hillbilly Wrecking Crew. Hillbilly Wrecking Crew. I, that match is great. I love, I love, oh, the Hate Club. Maybe that was it. Is there yeah. not a three way with the Briscoes and the Hillbilly Wrecking Crew? No, it's there. There, there might be hit briscoes, but that freeway from twenty from, from like January, January twenty ten, yeah, is Hey Club and Hillbilly Wrecking Crew that as rep by great. Necro and Brody Lee. That is that uh-huh. is maybe the quintessential uh, like uh, Rawway uh, all over the building brawl. To there me. is a complete and accurate Hillbilly Wrecking Crew to be done that I, I've no. Uh, you have to buy so much footage and you have to get, like, I don't think so. Places. Not really. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If that's, we would. They, I remember they had a really, really good night. Hillbilly, Hillbilly Wrecking, of course, is Brody Lee and uh, Necro Butcher. We should. I always forget we 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 have trouble giving context for some of the more obscure things. <laughs> I that we did. Go off I on. did say, but there was also uh, Jay Briscoe was involved, and then um, Nick Cage Trevor eventually. Burton. Was a member of the oh, that's league. true. Yes, Trevor yes. awesome. What a group. Hell. Um, yeah. I, so yeah, um, uh, Mafu and Safu, like whatever. They got fucking Kamala paint on their bodies, basically, right? Um, they're doing the they're full. Horribly obese. They're yeah. They're, I mean, significantly, significantly <laughs> fatter than Kamala ever was. Yeah, fatter. that's fair. That's even fair. even fatter than Kamala too, who was fatter than Kamala. Like no, um, I mean, post diabetes. <laughs> No, I mean, this was, these guys were just, these guys were, they were as fat as any fat wrestlers have ever oh, been. These guys are post, post diabetic, for sure. Like, this it's, is like. That's the, like, you say one of them died, it's like, well, how are both of them not dead? <laughs> well, in this match, uh, they, they do a lot of things that you would, uh. Yeah, these are some, but yeah, these are some diabetes type 200 motherfuckers, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these no. These are actually fatter than even the fattest people in the audience, which is not true. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> at least I mean, there's probably some people in the audience who are fatter, but like they're in the mix of like fattest. You they're, know. Yeah, they're in the the 98th percentile. Um, yeah, no. So Mafu and Safu are awesome, uh, but I think Steve Mack is again the sort of the, the highlight here. Uh, Mack and Mack and Havoc come in and are just stiff as fuck. Um, but Mac is like throwing his body around in crazy ways. Not that the night, not, not that the Nigerian nightmares aren't, but uh, he he does like this crazy like flying body attack, almost fez press, like from the fourth row of the bleachers. Uh, then he does his like flying elbow, like the cactus elbow, from a step or two down on the floor. Uh, just ton of effort. I, I Steve Mac is just a, a treasure. He's an absolute treasure. They made a real mistake by not having him call in on the show because, like, you think about the Nigerian <laughs> he could have told us. Like, it's a different show. We're, it's a different. It, we're going to do it. It's just this is this is us gushing, and that'll be us interviewing. See, Phil, we have two different types of shows. We actually have three different types of shows. We have uh, me and Siobhan uh, talk for three hours about one subject, and it's it's okay. Uh, then we have. Uh, 
me and Siobhan interview a professional wrestler, which is good. And then the third type of show is uh, me and Siobhan have uh, a total psychopath from the internet on, uh, which is this <laughs> kind of show. And that, in my, in my opinion, that's my favorite kind of show that we do. We don't want to I, mix cross streams. Strong. I mean, I, at least I admit I have problems with my stance on Stuntsy's pimping. That's like an issue. Phil, you may you may be a total internet psychopath. You're no deuce. So yeah, rest you know, you're, no you're, doing deuce. you're on the you're on the better end of the curve. Yeah. So here's an, I'll, I'll find another cage match thing, and I, I admit we're coming a little off brand. Here, I don't care. Apparently. The, uh, that in addition to working with the, as a team, uh, with the heavy hitters with Monster Mac, after that, for at least a little while, Havoc worked as a team with Dan Moth. Huh. And they were called the Puerto Rican Pink No, Company. no, no. Possible that Havoc is Puerto Rican. No. In my theory that everybody at JPW is Look. Puerto Rican. I understand that he looks like an Italian goomba and he worked at a team called The Solution. <laughs> Instead, only Papa Don is not be, only because he explicitly called himself Greek. I don't really know. Then he may have been. He might have been like an eight Puerto Rican. Who's to say? What the fuck? Like Chief J Strongbow called himself Chief J Strongbow <laughs> and was just an Italian guy. It was fucking professional wrestling. I think that's more, trust I, the self-assigned racial. Uh, yeah. No, uh, Havoc is Italian. Ha- I mean, you know what? It, like, unless there's like a, a little like Sicily off the coast of Puerto Rico that we don't know about. Um, I say he's he's in a tag team called the Puerto Rican Hate Club with Dan Ma <laughs> that has like a, has like a, a match against uh, tag title match against EY FBO. Uh, a couple, a couple of EY FBO matches, sure. Dirty Rotten, uh, and then like a four way. With uh, the with style and sort of like a feud with EYFBO in like 2015. I, this might be Striga. I think Striga might just be confused. Um, I, I don't. Well, that the colonialism is a hell of a thing, Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got a, we got a fun spot of uh, which is one, always one of my favorites at an indie show uh, where where one of the competitors I forget who I think it was Havoc uh, picks up a full trash can and throws it, uh, which just spreads trash all over the floor. Um, which Eric Corvus is definitely gonna have to clean up later. Um, real sad. Uh, but yeah, this is, this whole thing is the pure Rawway chaos that you want. And like the next match that we're gonna do also has that same feeling. Uh, but the cameras cannot follow a lot of the shit, so you'll just hear like a crazy noise, and then the camera will turn, and it's just a sea of people surrounding like the, the aftermath of a high spot. Um, which, I'd love to see the spot, but also there's something about that chaos that I really love. Um, yeah, it's one of the cool things. You always just assume that all of these great JBW matches would have, a, is, is, would have a match that was equally as good if you just watched the other camera on the other guys. Yeah. We talked about this with... Uh, of all, not the cage match, because that's pretty much focused in a cage. Sure. But out of the other three matches, there's definitely an equally awesome match that shows the other two guys that you don't see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you, like, you know, the one heavy hitter is beating on one Nigerian in the other corner. Another heavy hitter is beating on another Nigerian in a very awesome way. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I maybe the lighting is better in that other one too. Who knows? Um, I I think we get the night shot here, but we definitely get it in the four way. Uh, but yeah, we talked about the idea of like uh, having an alternate cut of of a match like this. Like our very first episode, we talked about from CCW NF Unbelievable. It was Nick Mondo and Jen Kasai versus Johnny Cashmere and Justice Payne, and the the cameras, you know. In fairness, they follow Justice Payne and, and Jen Kasai because Jen Kasai has come in from Japan. Um, but like, they, I'm sure Johnny Cashmere and Nick Mondo were like fucking working really hard on the other side of the building, you know, on the other side of the Smyrna, Delaware Fire Department warehouse or whatever the fuck that was. Um, yeah, I, I, it's always interesting to to see. Uh, we get we get half the match basically, you know. Um, in most cases, you're not gonna. Unless they do some tricky editing, uh, mess with the timeline, right? But not that they had the cameras here to support that, because I, I believe Grim Reefer on the commentary uh, says, uh, we only have two cameras here tonight, uh, so we're going to try to follow the action as best as we can. Um, but then he also says, you see the tits on these girls? So I don't really know if Grim Reefer, I don't know who he was even talking about. <laughs> uh, Any Social and someone else. Oh, Any Social. Any Social, for the record. Goals, but also extremely not goals. Well, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> hasn't she's done some uh, some some lewd stuff on the internet, hasn't she? Yeah, she's she's had Roxy done working uh, working at JPW at this point. I'm sorry, who? I, Roxy Cotton. I don't think that's the other one because it's Johnny D's group, and there's also a bodyguard who's some. Yeah. Oh, the posse that comes out with the heavy hitters is, is also some Johnny real D has bada, a bada bada uh, banana with him, which. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got some racism yeah. in here. There's a little bit. Hey, there's uh, a little bit of racist shit happening. Not a lot. There's a little. Uh, Tony Cannoli. You always got to have some sugar in the tea. Yeah. Uh, Tony Cannoli flattens one of the. Uh, I still don't. I was just giving him names because I didn't know what his name was yet. Havoc flattens one of the Nigerians against the wall with a guardrail. Uh, throws the guardrail. He tries to throw the guardrail at the other Nigerian, but uh, Steve Mack catches it in the face instead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Havoc had a real... Havoc seems like a guy who would have been real good in FCW if he wasn't, like, 37 he's, at this time, which he probably was. He's got a real um, uh, uh, Feech Lamana energy, if we're going to, like, name him. Like, he's like, he's, he's like a, you know, Richie April or even, like, a, 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 a Ralph Cifaretto. Um, he's like one of those guys. He's not a level-headed gentleman. He will just throw the fucking... Uh, the guardrail and wherever it lands is where it lands and he will not be held accountable for it. He will be driving away in his, uh, shiny black Escalade before it hits the ground. Um, Reminded of you calling, uh, Tenryu the most feature mana ass wrestler of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I, uh, I, great line. The, anyway. uh, the subgenre of comparing wrestlers to Sopranos characters has been done by many, but few as well as me. Um, that, uh, that, uh, it would be appropriate if he wasn't Puerto Rican, but he's really Puerto Rican. <laughs> the Puerto Rican hate club. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know enough uh, enough uh, like Caribbean crime stuff to to make a, a good analogy there. Um. So Mac also takes a fucking whip into the bleachers, which is nuts. Uh, and then he 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 goes, but when he does it, he goes like fu- fully horizontal. So he just yeah. he like he does like a crossbody almost into the bleachers, um, and so at this point we're like fifteen minutes in, twelve minutes in, and they still haven't hit the ring yet. Uh, th- so the heavy hitters 
They, they this is their a style. Spe- a specific mention of the fact that the ring had been specially reinforced, and yet nobody's in the ring, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, um, they that that was the thing with the the hillbilly wrecking crew and the and the hate club three way. Um, also, that for some reason I thought the Briscoes were in. Um, they, I don't think they go into the ring except for the finish, which also inc- includes a guardrail spot, if I remember right. The God Hillbilly Wrecking Crew match I saw live also. Yeah, I feel like I've either seen that or I've read you review it, so <laughs> who's to say? Uh, yeah, so Mac at some point gets laid across the knee of one of the Nigerians on the floor, um, like a backbreaker, although it's not a backbreaker, he just sort of gets laid across. And then the other one, who is on the other side of the rail, does the slowest rolling like slingshot senton ever over the guardrail and just on his face, like squishing him on the floor. Um, it's nasty looking though. It's not very fast. Looks no, like, yeah, <laughs> it's goofy. It's goofy as hell. Uh, but like, he, yeah, it's like Eddie Guerrero style slingshot senton, but really slow and really fat, and on the floor and lands on Max's face, and then he, I think he does it again in the ring. I mean, I think they list both guys as five hundred pounds, and I don't. Think Do you they're believe it? But they're in the they're in the fours. What does five hundred even look like? I really don't know. It looks like that. Yeah, right? I guess. Like, I guess so. I guess so. Um, Matt, it looks, I, it look, better it look, than that. It looks like iceberg, which <laughs> reminded sure. me we do need to get a when if somehow we need to get I guess Dylan to money mark uh, hit squad iceberg and tank match. Yeah, it's yeah, ice, which has never happened. You know, as far as I know, I think he was happen. Iceberg. I think he's retired anyway. Yeah, well, he so is. Tank. Tank, tank was like retired too. It's, oh God, there's so many hit squad matches. That didn't happen. It showed up, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is just we money market. That's that's the point. They still work. I'm not. It's not my damn money. They, they still well, team they, occasionally. They were. Uh, I don't know. They were definitely. They were definitely did some some beyond. They definitely had yeah. at least some action beyond. We, we got. Yeah, we got Hate Club versus Hit Squad like uh, in Mac 2017. I am certain the Mac has worked this year, but he's been hurt. Uh, Mac there... Mac teamed with KTB on the Homicide Game Changer show. Oh, did um, he? Yeah. Yeah, that's was good too. Yeah, I think it was maybe that I was reading something from Mania Weekend. Yeah, and, and he put it on that, and then he was obviously kind of remember that. None, none of the JPW guys worked on Mania Weekend. Like Homicide didn't work any shows. Hit Squad didn't work any. Shows. Why the fuck are you running five hundred indie shows in New Jersey and don't have the Hit Squad on them? Because they got they 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 got all those Australians there, Phil. You got to book Robbie Eagles, whoever the I fuck mean, what, that is. What the fuck, Powerbomb TV? You can't you can't at least. I was disappointed. It. I was disappointed by that that by the the way they did that that indie wrestling TV uh, reunion family reunion. They didn't even book Makabe, who was like one of Dylan's boys. Like, what do you like? What are they even doing? Um, there was supposed to be there's that match from the, uh, El Doy Sadero that Corsario Negro Jr. won, and it was supposed to be to get on that show. But then Corsario Negro Jr. blew his knee out on Christmas, so then they didn't bring in Arrow Boy or Damus. Bring in Davis. I didn't know that story. That's I, yeah, yeah. Negro in uh, was, in I Jersey. I went to the whatever the family reunion show. Yeah. God damn, Corsario Negro Junior and Draco versus Hit Squad would be a match. <laughs> yeah, just you know, I mean, doing just fat guys versus fat guys. Yeah. Three of the four shows that ran in that arena on that is, night is Draco I mean, the one that wears the prison jumpsuit. You couldn't not book Ethan Page once and book fucking Gamma. <laughs> No, Ethan Page. Uh, 
be upset that they didn't see Ethan Page for the fourth time. I'm convinced that that Ethan Page has the wrestling license at this point. Like he's the rock and rebel of our time for sure. It's like, oh, good. Here's another. Here's another overacting ass MJF promo. Yeah, this is the fourth one I watched tonight. Yeah, hey, those, those boys four, really really made the it. Row of an arena that's got 150 people on it. Why are you? <laughs> Why is everything you're doing aimed at the back row like you're working fucking Madison Square Garden? It doesn't need to be that. He's getting uh, ready for TV. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so Mac does uh, an actual Tope Suicida here. Uh, the Sufa or uh, Mufa? Safu? What's Safu? The, what the fuck are their Safu. names? <laughs> uh, yeah. Mafu Maf- yeah. uh, barely catches him. Um, and then this is the point in my notes where I realized that his name was Havoc. Uh, Havoc does the riskiest fallaway slam I have ever seen. <laughs> where the Nigerian that he does the fallaway slam to. I'd never watched any solution, uh, solution matches. He didn't know who Havoc was. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 so I, I had seen him. I know the heavy hitters. That's the thing. I just didn't remember his name. Um, it's just, you know, I, 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 like, he's got nothing. There's no characteristics to him. I'm sorry? One half of the Puerto Rican hate club puts fucking respect on his name. Here. I know. I'm sorry. I'll 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 find Havoc. Uh, I'll 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 ask for his phone number. I'll ask my dear friend Steve Mack in a DM uh, for Havoc's phone number, and I'll I'll let him know. Just yes. ask Steve Mack in a DM is whether Havoc is Puerto Rican or not. <laughs> I will do that. I will do that. Yeah. I, uh, let's, let's answer this question. I'm, right? gonna, I'm I'll, I'll DM him right now. Um, I, I'm going to do that. Uh, is, is you guys want to hit on anything here on the on this before we go to a, a very brief break and I get some water? Oh, uh, Phil, what was the finish this match? I don't remember. I think it was just one of the one of the Nigerian nightmares was just like, all right, I'm dead. We'll wrap it up, and that's good enough, isn't it? I don't remember. Per- yeah, uh, exactly. It's, it's a trash can lid and a lariat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a one of these four fat men has been has done enough. He's gotten in his cardio for the it evening. Like double DQ or something. Are we sure that it even had a finish? No, no, it definitely. It's had got a, a it's got a finish. Uh, um, I, look, you know, professional podcaster here. I write this shit down. Uh, it says finish comes when Safu or Mafu takes a garbage can to the nose and a lariat from Steve Mack. Uh, and then also, I have written down that apparently the heavy hitters use the intro of uh, Yoshiro Takayama's music uh, before it fades into something else. I mean, Steve Mack is clearly a fucking t- guy who owns almost all of Mike's Schneider cops, right? I mean, like, that's what... <laughs> yeah. Steve Mack's a guy who's a team player. I mean, that's, like, an obvious thing. I thought about mentioning your name to him when I when I said, no, you can't come on because we're going to have Phil Schneider on, but I didn't want to put you on blast like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he knows. I'm sure he probably knows why. I don't know. People know why I'm You've reason. been around a long time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, that's we were curious... Like, if- I think at one point I've, I've, I know I've sent tapes. I am I'm I'm messaging him now. Hey Mac, we were curious about Havoc. We saw he teamed with Mafia as what was it? The Puerto, the Puerto Rican Hate Club. Hate Club. The Puerto Rican Hate Club. Sp- hate spelled regularly, yeah, not I, I typed uh, it out. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Uh yeah, Gage doesn't allow that to just go to any any random uh Puerto Rican or Italian man to use. Um we we were wondering, <laughs> as we assumed, that Havoc was an Italian-American gentleman. 
But is he, in fact, Puerto Rican? Send. All right, I'll let you know if we get a response back from I'm Monster Mac. Very excited. <laughs> um, and on that note, uh, we're going to take a brief, very brief break so I can pee. Uh, Phil, you're good. We got two more matches. Usually, uh, but historically, our second half goes shorter be- just because we get tired. But I feel like we got a lot to talk about. So you good for another like hour? Well, I mean, we got yeah, we got enough of the shit in. Yeah, it'll be fine. All right, all right. Uh, we'll be right back. Thank you guys. All right, I'm gonna go take a uh, get some water too. You gonna get a you gonna take a whiz? I'm gonna take a whiz. I'm into some water. I've been saying whiz lately. <laughs> smoke well you can't say What is this? We're talking about Teddy Hart Homicide. Okay. Like, yeah, I didn't watch that show. Arc. Um, that was the show that had Schlack teaming with somebody named Catred. Let's, uh, let's, let's actually record. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I, it's it's it stayed recording. So we just we just called, I'll decide the spot to cut in, and we'll just cut right on in. Uh, welcome back to Wrestling Is Gross. This is episode eighteen. Is that right? Nineteen. I don't know. Nineteen. Okay. Macabe was eighteen. Was it? Was 18. Oh, that's right. Because I started making the notes on this before we did the Macabe episode. Episode nineteen. Yes. <laughs> um, we're back with Phil Schneider. It's like a weird Hello. act, like it's like radio. Uh, we hey everybody, we got Phil Schneider still here. He's gonna uh, be with us for about another hour here while we talk about Jersey All Pro Wrestling. Um, is there anything, any like general stuff you guys want to talk about before we jump into this four way? Let's jump into the four-way, and I'm sure uh, 15 digressions. Sure. I can't make it, goddamn, but I was going to make a, a now, the name of the announcer. We'll, we'll get him to ride the Sibian joke, but I can't think of the name of the announcer, who is not a great announcer, but I don't know. I don't think he's an iconic announcer at the, all. The Jersey All-Pro guy? Yeah, I can't think of his goddamn oh, name. He's, he's definitely no Righteous Jesse. Um, from 
October twenty eighth, two thousand six. Uh, we have this is this is a fucking lineup here. This is a four way match for the Jersey All Pro title from I believe the ninth anniversary show. Uh, we have it. God, I don't even know where to start. Homicide versus Teddy Hart versus Loki versus the Necro Butcher. Um, which is our first ever match at the Rawway Rec Center on this podcast. Which is it really? Seems like yes. Seems like a long time coming, especially given how many matches you've talked about on a podcast. On another that, podcast. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, the R.I.P. Because the first one W.D.K.E. Uh, the last one was at was in Jersey City at some charter school, the Golden Doors Charter School. Yeah. Okay, and that and that that uh that Shaolin Wrecking Crew versus the Hit Squad match was at uh you know a, a VFW Hall clearly. Yeah, Charity Hall in Bayonne. Yeah. So. Uh, so this starts out with Teddy Hart cutting a promo on Rhino, uh, which I don't know if you two skipped this. Uh, I I. Got, <laughs> You you gotta watch the Teddy promos always, um, but I guess Rhino missed this show for some reason, which is why Teddy has been inserted into this match. Teddy talks about how he has confidence and God on his side, of course. Uh, he says he's never met Necro before, uh, and then he shoots on Bob Ryder and Jeff Jarrett, saying they don't control him; God controls him. Uh, and then he like also like shouts out all the dead heart homies as usual, uh, and mentions in two weeks it's going to be on MTV. Which I guess was wrestled. What's it called? Wrestling Society X. Wrestling Society X. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just incredible Teddy shit. Uh, more tangents than this podcast has had, and like lo- the promos longer than this podcast will be probably. Um, I look Teddy Hart. Let's go ahead and just get on top of this. Teddy Hart is a bad person. Um, you know, <laughs> what can you? He's say? a rocks, but he's a rock yeah. star. He, he is he is truly uh, a, a uniquely charismatic individual who um, who is of a different era. Uh, just it, it, the the way that he carries himself is a way that no human should ever act, um, and that works to his you know like he is good for that. Um, overall, Phil. Overall thoughts on Teddy Hart. Uh, Politically, yeah. or <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the. No, he's a uh, rapist. Okay, yeah, that's. Uh, he got charged on some white slavery stuff too, which yeah. incredible. Yeah, kidnapping and shit. I don't. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Um, great moonsaw, though. <laughs> he's a broken-brained like, man. Um, he's, he's, I mean, Decker Butcher also is probably a shitty person. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Uh, apparently, he's politically uh, gone gone bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Ne- or, I, Necro no. was always probably like he was a he was proto MAGA. I'm sure. I always thought he was like I was always under the impression he was like a Dennis Kucinich. Far away. <laughs> it kind of looks like. I him, mean, <laughs> you know, you... That, was, that was I was really surprised when I heard that because that was my understanding of his politics. Huh. And that doesn't necessarily preclude one from then becoming a Trump supporter, but. I was understanding that he was far left, and that was kind of, in some ways, weirdly, the gimmick of the age of the fall. Right. I, f- I mean, that, well, it, head I trauma know. will do things to an individual. Sure, sure, that too. Um, but that, that was a. Um, but uh, no, so yeah, no, not. I don't. I, I'm not familiar with the, his his problems. That, uh, That's legally, okay. I, it's not what we're here to talk about. I just I wanted to say it. 
He rules as a wrestler, though. I, I agree. I, I agree. Um, I, I, you know, I don't. I'm not like one of those. Oh, you have to separate the art from the artist, people. Like all the time. But if I, if I fucking dig something, if I can watch it and it and it is good enough for me to separate it from, I look. I'll watch Knife in the Water or like, uh, you know, Bitter Moon. Like I'll I'll watch fucking Polanski shit all day. Um, he's a yeah, one of the worst people to ever li- have lived. Um. Chinatown's good, so the tenant. The tenant is fucking wild. <laughs> I love the tenant so much. I mean, Very important. Movie. The the last um, act of the tenant is maybe the the when I was like fourteen was a mind blowing thing. I was having this conversation with my wife, and it's like about the we were, tenant. We, 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 no, but, but we we were talking about the the subject, and, and you know, with all of this, you know, monstrous things about Jeffrey Epstein that are coming out. Yeah, and it's like that guy. Was just a, I mean, probably just somebody who blackmailed rich creeps, but but at best a fucking hedge fund prick. And sure. it's like, man, at least Michael Jackson made Thriller. Yeah, no, yeah, of yeah, course. Jeffrey Epstein, like literally, like nothing to offer. Like the, his con- his contributions were um, trying to get people at Harvard to come up with a tea population in Africa. <laughs> and like Steven Pinker and all these other maniacs had to be like, no, no, like 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 some of the worst people in academia had to say, buddy, no, right, he, so, he's a bad dude. Right, there's something to be said for like, yeah, you know, Polanski also a horrific sex monster, but yeah. you know, Teddy hey. Teddy Hart apparently also a horrific sex monster, <laughs> but this match, this match, and the one we'll talk about next, and yes. so many others, and a lot of other ones, yeah. So, Alright, Loki and Homicide come out together. Loki has his bandana on, which makes him look scarier. Uh, to me, a white man, uh, I'm frightened by that. But he is such a weird fucking guy. He was, like, if he was, if this is like a different context, like if you, alright, if you, if you walked past Loki at like TwitchCon, (laughs) or, you know, uh, you just assume he was a guy who plays like a lot of Fortnite. Like, he's, he's not, if he's like smiling and just walking around and you don't see his abs, um, yeah, he you assume that this guy plays fucking like a lot of board games, probably. Like, um, but no, he is a scary fucking dude, obviously. Everybody knows that Luki's one of the scariest people of all time. Um, and they ambush Teddy really hard. Uh, Necro isn't even out yet. Um, but it's just a full mugging. Uh, the, the Teddy versus the Puerto Ricans thing that always, like, the thing about that, that ongoing feud, um, it's just forearm stomps, really violent shit. It always vaguely felt like a shoot. Um, but it, it only felt like a shoot when they were on Teddy, because when Teddy inexplicably gets the upper hand, when he finds an opening, he just, like, instead of firing off with, like, stiff shots of his own, he does, like, kind of okay working punches and like a moonsault. <laughs> That's his... It's interesting. We were talking about... I was talking a little about this with Juan before we before you were wrestling, about the 2018 match. Uh, JPW match where it was like a four-way with Desmond Xavier and Black G's. Okay. And in that match, Teddy is really like fucking potato. Oh, he as he's gotten older, he is his punches have become a lot more. Uh, he he goes that extra inch and really smacks people. Yeah, he's like a crowbar now. I know you don't watch a lot of uh, Game Changer Wrestling, but I think he, was, I was at the MLW WrestleMania weekend show 
where he worked like a ladder match against the MJF and his crew, and he was fucking those boys up. Yeah, like, I, I can see it. I didn't watch like, that. Um, I, I him and MLW is good. Teddy is great everywhere these days. Uh, he is he has reached a, a that that plateau once again, that, like that upper like just that Teddy shit, and he's like being allowed yeah, to cut these promos. Guy who was who was you know eager to get in as many moon salts as he can. It isn't necessarily going to be working super staff back right. then. He was working pretty uh, now. He works now. That's why I think like a current. I need somebody to run current homicide, Kermit Teddy. They think they could really have their. Well, the homicide's pretty broken down now. It's still fine. Yeah, no, for sure. But he, they still do a thing where he wands around, wands around, and punch Teddy hard in the eye. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna, he can pull out a fork for sure, uh, and he does. Um, but yeah, I think if, you like Jack Evans. You like the the Jack Evans Teddy hard matches, or is that too? Goofy and stunt heavy. Fun. Jack Evans is fun. I like a guy who's going to bump like that. Watch. I think it's from uh, from November of last year. Game Changer Wrestling's The G Code, I believe, is the name of the show. Um, Teddy and Jack Evans put on a singles match. Uh, 2018 version of their thing, and it is great. It is fantastic. Um, this yeah, Evans is Evans is really great in that match. We talk about it a little bit. Evans is fantastic, and I love Jack Evans. Uh, shout out to Rob Naylor making that Jack Evans uh, video on CCW fans message board in 2002 when he was still just working whatever the Stampede thing was, and it was set to uh, fucking Matt Rats. Yeah, Matt Rats. Yep. It was set to Wangsta by, uh, or no, it was set to uh, Tipsy, I think, but instrumental Tipsy by Fifty Cent, um, and it was just like. Just him doing double moonsaults, and no, none of us had ever seen him before. He hadn't worked CCW yet, and we were just like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Um, and I, ever since then, it's sixteen years ago or whatever, I've been a huge Jack Evans fan. Um, but so this this is interesting. I you know we're talking sort of broader things a little bit. Necro Butcher Loki may be one of the greatest. In ring fuse that only has like six matches. Yeah, well, we're, that, our original plan for for you coming on the show was we were just going to talk about like the the three Necro uh, low key matches, the singles matches, um, and he, Necro isn't here for the first five full minutes of this match uh, until like the late eighties Don Morocco music hits <laughs> and the lights go out, um, and then it fades into some like metal anthem and. Uh, I mean, at least a decent chance it could have been Don Morocco. I mean, you saw the finish of the match we were talking about a little bit, right? Nothing <laughs> yeah. would stop it from being Don Morocco. Yeah, he worked. He worked the that, area, right? Uh, the, 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 I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. The redneck retard they call him um, comes out. Yeah, Mac is on his shit. Um, is, that, is. is that Mac? Yeah, that's okay. primarily Mac. Um, uh, and he says it on. He uses it for homicide too. Let, let it be for uh i'll just say verbatim retard mode mac was <laughs> it was a different fucking era yeah like, yeah 2006 is a long time ago um they so i'm not sure where this falls in the timeline of the key versus necro feud i think it's like after their first singles which probably happened like a month earlier in iwa is that right it is referenced, yeah. So their uh, knockout submission, uh, knockout timeout in IWA, and then their um, singles in Jersey All Pro have yet to happen. Okay, so the first the one is like a few weeks before this, though. 
Yeah, like or a couple months, not not that long ago. Uh, if you want to read reviews of those, they are all up on Segunda Caeta, and we're going to talk about them one of these days on the show. Um, Necro gets key down quickly. Necro is a massive man compared to Loki. Um, he he begins like slamming his head into the guardrail repeatedly, and then he's chopping him. And Necro's chops are so fucking loud and scary. He's got big hands. I think we've talked about his big hands before. Um, they go into the crowd. Necro scoops Loki, and he's gonna uh, scoop slam him into some chairs or you know whatever the detritus on the floor. Um, and the cameraman, as he scoops him clicks on that night vision mode. That's how you know it's real. That's the Rawway Convention Center, right? Um, that's how you know it's fucking real. And I apologize for the baby yelling in the background. He wants to come on the show. Um, Mod Trom Productions. Is that, am I getting that right? Trom? Tron. Mod Tron. Mod Tron, okay. Um, what a company. What a company. Um, Just a, a clarify, look this up. This is in between the two IWM itself. Okay, so we had that. Okay, that sounds so about the, right. All in twenty, the two thousand six one in in April, and then this was April. In, okay, April two thousand six was the first one, and then there was the uh, one. In, this match is in uh, October, and then the tap out knockout matches in uh, December. Okay, okay. Um, the, I I think you, you sent want, us the knockout tap out match. I haven't watched it though. Um, so good. Yeah, I, I we're gonna get to it one of these days for sure. Um, these guys are such. We um, there's eight matches when they were both in, uh, according to the cage match. I doubt. I'm sure that there's not any other ones. And you know, some of these were like, I, I don't think I've ever seen the no disqualification Kingston Loki, Danny Demonto, Necro Butcher. Oh <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I tried to watch that and then I'm like, oh, Danny oh is that out there somewhere? Oh, it's there. Yeah, it's available. Um, yeah, there's a B. There's an entire B sides episode to do of it too. Of uh, the e- e- IWA East Coast match for 2011, the fucking uh, Rottweilers, Tough Crazy Bastards match, and then the four way from PWG with them, uh, Hero and Kingston. Oh no! But uh, we don't need to ever do the Deman- Danny Demanto match. Sadly, that, no. that, I love that four way match, and that's a match people, I guess, were down on at the time. That match fun. Yeah, you wrote that up pretty recently, I feel like. Uh, I, it, I, I didn't even know that match happened. I don't know much about that era of PWG. They're going to start trying to like, legit kill each other, and they never came back. That's good. That's good. That's what we like. Uh, so, yeah, we've got... This is the convergence... That cardio was displayed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Meltzer had his laptop in, in the front row, and he was typing on it, but he was just really, looking at porn. I think that really was the criticism. It was kind of like that. It was just like... Because it was a little slow. It was a little slow because these guys were like murder each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you, you're not allowed to, to do a match in, in the... Uh, what's that place called? The Amer- American Legion Post in uh, Pasadena? Reseda. Reseda. You're not allowed to work any sort of pace besides go, go, go there. Uh, they'll those, butcher they you. Were, Eddie Kings did If Eddie Kings would get kicked in the eye by Loki, he's going to sell it because he's a good wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's yeah. a little slower. How, than, like, how dare you sell? Um but this, all right. So this four way is sort of like the. It's like the perfect convergence of two of the best feuds of the of the era, right? Um, and and so Homicide and Teddy, Loki and uh, and Necro, but also like Key would beat the shit out of Teddy all the time, right? And Homicide Necro at the same time actually in, in Ring of Honor was like a one of the one of the main facets to the to the CZW Ring of Honor feud, right? Uh, didn't they have yeah. a, like a no rope barbed wire match around this time? 
I don't think so. No. Oh, that was B.J. I, Whitmer had that with with Necro. Yeah, but these they did have their famous um, all over ring the building homicide match at was at Rawway as well. Okay. Yeah. So this a thousand sh- fucking chairs in the ring. Right. Uh, classic match. We, this building has seen a lot of Necro Butcher blood, considering oh, he probably didn't work there that many times. That was a man. Okay. God, I got, I got to, I got to just watch all the 2006 Ring of Honor CZW feud stuff. Um, and so this, and this was, uh, so this was a couple, that was a couple of months before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is October. This is like the, these are the two, two. This was 2006 at its best. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is the, this is your greatest hits. This is everything you could want, sort of packed into one match. Um, it doesn't. It's, this match almost feels like a tag at times because the the lines are drawn. Key and Homicide are definitely not going to fuck with each other. Teddy and Necro are uh, just, you know, the 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 what is it? The friend of my enemy is my friend. I don't think that's how you say that, but the um, enemy of my enemy is my friend. The enemy of my enemy is my enemy is my friend. Okay. Uh, Homicide takes a suplex on the bleachers, and the crowd begins chanting CZW, uh, which and then so, then other people start yelling "sucks" in like the CZW sucks. C-Z, and then there's a JAP chant. Uh, very confused, conflicted crowd here. Um, it's almost as if they're on drugs. Uh, the, Teddy hits a big moonsault plancha to the floor. Uh, I have that written down as a second moonsault. I don't think he hits any more, actually. Um, and then we get uh, like one of the hardest things to see in this match, and probably the reason it won't be the gif for this episode, uh, because it's in night shot in the middle of like the dark uh, on top of the bleachers. Low-key uh, sits Necro down and climbs up probably about six rows... Uh, and does a flying double stomp across six rows of bleachers onto Necro, who is also laying on the bleachers. So when Loki lands, he just tumbles down the bleachers himself uh, because he doesn't give a fuck. Um, and that Loki double stomp of the bleachers is like something they do a lot with Necro Butcher. It's like a Necro Butcher Loki spot. Yeah, oh, and, and Necro Butcher was all about hitting those bleachers too. He was like he was way into just bumping on the bleachers. He was always down for that, and a lot of people didn't do that. Um, I think we talked about Justice Payne taking a really good bleachers bump on the on the episode with Necro, actually. Uh, it's interesting to talk a little about Homicide Necro. I'm looking at Cage Matcher. Only ever had two singles matches against each other. Really right. only had nine matches where they were... No, less than that. But they were like uh, all in Ring of Honor in like 06, right? They, no, they had, he had a, a, the 2006 Ring of Honor match. Then they had the Cage of Death, which they were both in. Then you had this. Of and then you had that match, uh, you know, a mid the item in mid south tag, huh. uh, and that's. And then they had a 2010 ROH match. I don't remember at all. That would have been the the Prince Nana era of uh, uh, of Necro, right? Where he was like Hollywood Necro. Yeah. This is so. Yeah. So yeah. And he was good it. in that era. I liked him there, but yeah. I mean, I guess they were both in the clusterfuck battle royal. Of course. Uh, which I fucking loved. I loved this year's clusterfuck. But I, um, but I don't think they were both in at the same time. Or Necro was actually. in that match for over half of it. He was in there for a very long time. Um, That's weird. <laughs> you weren't into it? No, no, I'm just saying it was weird that he was in that match. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, he, I mean, you know. doesn't wrestle for ten, eight years or something like that. Then it's or, he just 40. wrestled O'Shea Edwards, uh, and it was not taped. Yeah. What in the world? Um... Yeah. And then he has something else announced. I forget what though, but and that's good. So he's should, back. Let's get yeah. Let's all right. Let's see a lot of Necro. I want to see it. I want to see. I I don't care. I mean, I do care about his politics. I think it's unfortunate, but let's see him fucking. Let's see him get more concussions. Maybe it'll knock him back to the left. 
It's weird because you just – I assume he's a guy who could work really great just with punches and not really taking any punches. Oh, yeah. Just be Tim you. Because I mean, he full, I mean, he could just be a working manager. I mean, I can't imagine that he's any less of a fan, phenomenal promo. Uh, sure, probably even better with even fewer brain cells functioning. Look, we love to say the word motherfucker on this podcast, but I think nobody says the word motherfucker better than Necro. Um, it is, it is just a poetry and lyricism coming from his lips. This, this, the thing I remember, Macro Butcher. One of the things that I really liked about him during sort of his prime. Was he would work these? He would work. He was really, really great at working no bump legends. He had a really good Gypsy match. Joe? Gypsy Joe, yeah. He had a good match with the Jewel of the Butcher, and it just feels like, well, just be Gypsy Joe. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just you know how to work that match. Just work the other side of it. Now. Oh, he, he would beat the show, New Jack if New Jack tried that on him, right? Right. That's the thing. Well, this Gypsy Joe, yeah, kind of you know, so just be Gypsy Joe or be Abdullah, right? Like you could have a yeah. great match with Necro Butch against you're the guy you keep putting over. What's his face? Fat guy with the greasy hair in GCW. Like, wouldn't you think you could have a great match where he was just who am I? Who, who, Gypsy who Joe, the the guy in GCW. Kyle really the Beast, Mal the Weather one. <laughs> Why do you keep Jimmy telling- Lloyd? Yeah. Oh, Jimmy-, Jimmy Lloyd. No, Jimmy Lloyd slimmed down. He's not fat anymore. All right. Well, my man's two forty at best. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> he's hero sized now. Yeah, he fucking wrestles like like. Athletic hero, it's it's, it's weird. Jimmy Not like the bad stuff. They does the athletic <laughs> spots. It's fucking bizarre. God, we got all right. So the next time you come on this show, Phil, we're just gonna watch Jimmy Lloyd matches, and we're gonna convert you. Okay, that's the plan. Um, so like that guy, don't you think if Necro was just Gypsy Joe? Okay, you that. But, yeah. but that's the thing is is he would he would want to take like a, a Canadian destroyer. Like he would insist. I, I don't think he could ever get out of the the mode of um yeah, 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 Bubba just hit me with a fucking uh pile driver on the fucking apron. I don't care. I'm I'm seventy. You take bumps against O'Shea Edwards, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So that even happens. Yeah. I I Shoot I, wrestling. What, what, come on, real shoot wrestling. Yeah, real shoot wrestling. Shouts out. <laughs> Shouts out to Denim. Jesus, the event of that real shoots wrestling match was a Barrington Hughes single. Hell yeah, Barrington God, Hughes versus Barrington Necro. Hughes versus Necro. Yeah. yeah. That would be good, too. The Beast Man. Well, that might not be good, because then who takes the bumps in that match, right? Just... That's the thing. Nobody actually has to take any bumps if you pull out a fork. Uh, the, the commentator says the plan of attack is to get rid of the butcher and kill Teddy Hart. I guess Steve Mack said that. Um, Homicide gets the fork and begins stabbing Teddy. Uh, we get a brief cut to Necro catching a boot. Loki apparently has a fork in his boot, too, which is a fucking stark, terrifying image of Loki reaching in his boot and pulling out a fork. Um, <laughs> he begins oh, stabbing shit. Teddy. I was gonna make another fucking uh, second Austin Powers episode on one reference. It is a shark with a laser on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a he's got a real uh, like worst case scenario. Um, it's you know it's like an, a nuke with a little nuke attached to the top of it. Um, Hobo with a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Rutger Hauer. Um, we get Tears in the rain, baby. Yeah, fuck. Uh, I've I've seen sea beams glitter off the Rawway Convention Center. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> we get a hilarious aside of Necro uh, from the from the crowd, like up, up on the other side of the guardrail, trying to throw chairs in the ring, uh, but it, he tries like three, and they just keep bouncing off the outside of the ropes and flying back at him. <laughs> Um, and then we get the dueling chairs from Necro and Homicide, a spot that 
usually sucks where, you know, they swing the chairs and like they clack the chairs together and then one guy's like, oh, my hand. Uh, but it's here it's intense and like yeah, really unbelievably is. scary. Um, that spot is terrible. I hate that. That's like one of my least favorite spots in all of like hardcore wrestling is that let's hit let's hit our chairs against each other and then one of us will drop it because it made our hands shaky. Oh, I said if you swung a chair really hard at another chair, it would hurt your fucking hand. Oh but no, no doubt. To me. No doubt. No well, doubt. it's just it's just it's just then it's just it's overused because of that. It's like unless you are two maniacs like Homicide and Necro, then it's like you don't give a fuck of uh, murderous intent in their eyes at all times. Yeah, it, it feels like some Champa Gargano stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's great, but I, I don't think it's it's not implausible. Yeah, Champa and Gargano doing this with like a crutch and a knee brace. <laughs> And and then he yeah Gargano it it hurts his hands and then he looks at his hands, right? <laughs> Looking at his hands. Why are my hands? So, why are my hands so shaky? Doing the kind of I'm blaming Eric. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. One of the commentators. I keep saying because I, I didn't know it was Mac. I'm just gonna say Mac says uh, Necro doesn't have any internal organs. Uh, which is interesting. Uh, then Homicide throws in some tacks, and we get the barefoot thumbtack spot. Uh, Necro comes back by throwing tacks into Homicide's eyes, and they fly into the crowd as well. And then he does a fucking O'Connor roll into the tacks, and then a backslide. Um, I, which Key takes, doesn't he? Key takes tacks at some point, which is... Oh, like, yeah. It's, 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 all this sucks. Ever? This him. is a dedicated ass match. Everyone's taking tax. You know the the spot with Drake Younger and Danny Havoc, where he hits him with a fucking light bulb that's on fire, and then gives him a fucking La Casita in the glass. Like this is that. This is the <laughs> it's the best thing. Doing roll ups into sharp objects is the funny. It is. I'm going to go out on. I'm going record. It is the funniest and best thing that anyone can do in a wrestling match that involves sharp objects. I love it. I love it. That was my favorite. Thoughts on uh, doing a roll-up into glass, Phil? You know, I, I... Pokey stuff is not my favorite thing in wrestling. I know. Uh, but this is, you know, that is great. I can't deny that. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. I'm just going to show you the gif of uh, of Danny Havoc getting hit in the head with uh, with the flaming bundle of light tubes, and then, and then... And then Drake does a... Drake Younger does a really, like pretty fast and clean like it's not Negrocasis but it's like it's a pretty good La Casita uh, for like a, I, a I, hot I, near you, fall you calling him, just calling him Drake because like, I can just visualize just Drake doing that yeah yeah, yeah it's uh yeah he, he, <laughs> Drake does La Casita in his guts I'm not sure yeah he, <laughs> like it's very, it's very Drake thing yeah. to be like well it's, it was weird when Drake he, Drake decided to work a whole deathmatch tournament in his like kind of off-white uh, turtleneck sweater, right? It was very strange. <laughs> I mean, like, if Drake got really into professional wrestling, he would be a guy who'd get really into deathmatch wrestling to prove how, like, tough he was. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He would also be a guy who would get... Aub- into- yeah, that, that, that is the alternate name for the Naptown Dragons, Aubrey and the Free Amigos. <laughs> uh, Kay Pusha says, you are hiding a child. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this this match is incredible. Uh, I fucking love this. We get the classic backbreaker on the spines of the chairs. We put the, the backs of the chairs back to back. Uh, Necro decided to start setting up chairs in conventional ways, and it changed the way uh, 
you know prop wrestling was was designed like it was uh, it also led to like longer stretches of construction which i know you hate phil i know you just you just mentioned that in your uh your write-up for matthew justice and joshua bishop from absolution uh that it, it couldn't it, i agree it didn't hit the highs of their may match uh but you know just the the construction element the fact that they spend all this time setting up doors right. and tables it it does slow things down um but that's why you do these things in four ways right because if you if you have necro setting up uh, an elaborate chair table, and then Teddy Hart is getting stabbed with a fork next to it. You've got something to watch at least. With that match, you also have Wes Bentley and, and Fonzie. I'm talking about the AEW. Yeah, match, yeah. Who are there to do that? So that theoretically, you shouldn't have it be slowed down that much by having the. I mean, you've got seconds. Those guys should be doing that while you're doing other things. And that isn't really what happened. That. Yeah, it's really a match. I I don't want to. No, no, I, no, I love it. Make yeah. 2019. Less, but just not as high as their other one that didn't have all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. They didn't fly off the balcony either. Although Wes, props to Maserati Wes for for falling off the balcony. Uh, Siobhan, have you watched that yet? I haven't watched it yet. Oh well, spoilers. It's not as good, but it's still really good. Uh, yeah, that was the tag match wasn't as good either. AW Absolution was kind of kind of the show that had a bunch of rematches of matches I really like. They do bigger just- stuff. It's absolutely like they 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 sh- they gone they went bigger and and also that May show was their first show at the Odeon. So it was like really they had a lot to prove and it just all fit together. And also Phoenix didn't make the show, so it was just like I think everybody stepped it up for that reason too. Um I, AIW still we talk we talk about it on every show. Um I, I love it. I mean, I'm reviewing an AEW show every week. So. Yeah, you should. Uh, there's lots of them on Powerbomb. There's, uh, I think, a couple from this year, too, to check out if you have a, a blank spot in that. Um, so I went and got some smoked Gouda and some Gabagool to honor New Jersey at some point in this. Um, and I, when I came back, I unpaused, and it was right at the point where they had uh, propped a door between the guardrail and the apron. Um, and Necro is laying on the apron and Loki climbs to the top rope and does a flying double foot stomp off the top through Necro and the door to the floor. Um, incredible crash and burn, just insane, you know, Michael Bay shit happening here. Not even Michael Bay. Like this is like some John Wick shit. Like it's so raw and fucking sick. Um, Those guys are good. I love them so much. Key and Necro uh, with each other. It really is. How did that not ever? How did they not? How was that not like in Cork and Hall? How did that not end up on pay per view? I mean, you know, it's so it was so good. Yeah, that have like two, three singles matches ever. Yeah, well, you know I, mean, I mean, they're both guys that are hard to book, as far as I understand. I mean, Loki is notorious, but also uh, Necro is the guy who was just like around different places, and I think I think it's just hard to get these guys in the same place, right? That's probably that's why we didn't have you and monster mac on at the same time gotcha <laughs> then again it's it's lottie it's it's it could be if you had them both in japan at the same time speaking of monster mac <laughs> he responded and says there are two havoc the hispanic one is from office wxw then there's the havoc from the solution that i used to team with he's the white italian guy from the doghouse oh so the havoc uh, somebody should email the Powerbomb 
the, the cage match. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tweet I'll tweet at Striga, uh, except I can't because he's blocked me on multiple accounts. You fucking Nazi. Um, Has he blocked the, he he's, he blocked the wrestling is gross account? Uh, no, he blocked my other alt. because uh, I called him a Nazi on it. Okay, what's uh, you guys are you guys are too online. Uh no, I I'm I barely log on. <laughs> We're both less online than Striga is. That's right. That's right. Well, um, one that's got a wrong habit. Uh, <laughs> that that website is terrible. Cage Match is a bad website. Um, except for I like that guy Puro Riso Lover. Uh, <laughs> you, have to, you have to say it. You have to spell it out. Puro Riso. Useful to search when you're trying to figure out how many times Necro Butcher Loki recipes. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's just inaccurate. You get things like if you're looking at more obscure things, like it said, uh, it said that uh, uh, Roadblock uh, from WCW worked uh, DDT in 2005. Like, there's just shit like that that doesn't. <laughs> no, Striga, no. Um, uh, nine, nine, right? Is that how you say it? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll speak it in his language. Fucking. Motherfucker. Um, Homicide sets up another door in the corner. Thank you, Monster Mac, if you happen to hear this. Thank you so much for responding. (laughs) Um, Homicide sets up another door in the corner and gets snap suplex through it. The door really explodes in spectacular fashion. Sharp shards of wood cover the canvas. Uh, The doors thing is something that we always did as backyarders because it was, you know, easier to. Like, just go to a house that, like, was falling apart and take doors off the hinges. Like, that was a pretty... Like, we did that at least five or six times. Um, but I feel like Jersey All-Pro were maybe with some of the first to start doing that on the pro level with the, with the the you know, with the doors. Like, fuck a table. They're really expensive. And also, they're, like, more dangerous because the legs are going to pop up and fucking impale you. Um, laying a door across two chairs or across two, like, uh, sawhorses, so much better. Um, thoughts on doors, anybody? I didn't ever do any backyard wrestling. So I don't have those stories. I did. <laughs> I fought, which is even stupider. But uh, maybe not stupider. What's stupider? <laughs> Boxing or backyard wrestling? What's dumber? Uh, uh backyard wrestling isn't. No, backyard wrestling's cool, man. Uh, they're both cool. I'm gonna send you some. I'm gonna send you some of my videos. I'm gonna show you how I uh, how I used to do a tiger suplex. <laughs> You'll like it. <laughs> so sad. Yakuza J hates wrestling. Yeah, Yakuza J, of course, uh, uh, friend of Dana Macabe, former former roommate roommate of Dana Macabe, is now a bioengineer or something. Um, so, uh, th- at some point, Steve Max says on commentary that Loki wrestled Tyler Black earlier on the show. Which is funny. I, <laughs> uh, homicide hits the flying splash, and the, like some idiot in the crowd boos. Uh, I guess because he was like expecting a more spectacular high spot, and homicide gathers up thumbtacks and picks them up and throws them into the crowd where that guy is standing. Uh, I yeah, doesn't get any better than that. Teddy gets thumbtacks thrown in his face from about six inches away, uh, and then the finish here is like you're. Just your your top notch bullshit, um, kind of like the uh, the finish to the uh, the Memphis tag we we did with uh, Bundy and, and Rude. Um, Teddy gets an O'Connor roll with a backbridge uh, on Loki for the three count, but right when the referee's hand hits the mat behind them, you see Necro uh, like Homicide is ca- kind of getting in the ring, and Necro just brains him with a chair, uh, like unnecessary to to stop that, but like just. <laughs> 
just also, like that's a pretty Loki does the job here, which is kind of surprising, right? Anytime yeah, you yeah, I guess it is. Like, there is a there's a, a right. I mean, you know. That's a also, guy. there's a distraction <laughs> from Johnny D, but it's also like I didn't fucking see his uh, his dumbass. Oh yeah, I, I didn't, didn't even notice him. Um, I yeah the I yeah I think Loki is more willing to to take a uh, to take a pinfall in Jersey All Pro than other places, right? Like he's got like uh, he's like indebted to them like for whatever for whatever reason. Um, it's it, it always seemed like he was. You know, a fucking psycho. Yeah, I mean, he takes. Yeah, he takes a pinfall to Hernandez in a match teaming with Joe uh, against uh, Hernandez at Homicide. Yeah, uh, it's very, very good. Yeah, like it, it is surprising, but it's like it's just. Yeah, that's. I think he under. I, I think he understands that there was always like a place they weren't going to like turn on him. I would imagine, but Loki is a paranoid dude. Yeah, uh, no, for that sure. He probably that they were not going to turn on him meant that he was willing to play ball more. Which yeah, huh? I believe that's a lesson for fucking promoters. He felt comfortable there. I think that's a big part of it. Um, after the match, Teddy Hart stands on the corner and confetti falls from the ceiling. Um, Necro is just sitting in a chair on the, in the ring, and then the ring crew is like the ring crew is already using a push broom to clear out tacks and confetti, even though there's no other match after this. Um, and then post match, we see Homicide throw a few chairs from like the fifth row, like 40 feet away into the ring. And then Teddy Hart joins Johnny D, who is the heel manager, uh, who is the, I believe is the same guy that managed the hit squad in the 2002 match and is in the heavy hitters. It's it's all the same guy, right? It's all the same guy. Wild. The one constant. Um, but then Teddy decks him and hits him with a shooting star press, like one of the best shooting star presses I've ever seen, and just completely unnecessary because it's a post-match angle that nobody cared about. It's Teddy's hell. <laughs> Teddy is hell. Um, Johnny D. Johnny D is very, very much the Larry Dallas of this company, isn't he? <laughs> yes. I always thought he added something to the matches. So did Larry Dallas. Chest hair. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like a guy, like I'm sure Johnny D like had Johnny D was probably the guy who bought like you know bought everybody fries afterwards or something like that. He feels like a guy. Yeah, Larry Dallas was the one who supplied them with clonazepam. It's the yeah. same thing. We're talking about the same fucking thing I here. I didn't necessarily want to accuse Johnny D of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, that's. That's one. Of, I think that might be one of my favorite matches of all time. Actually, uh, that's that's like top five of of matches that we've covered in the show. Um, moving on to our uh, main event time here, um, we've got the uh, what is it? The Strong Style Thugs? Is that right? Yes. Homicide and B Boy versus the New Generation Heart Foundation. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jack Evans and Teddy Hart. This is from Jersey All Pro Wrestling, of course. Uh, March 26th, 2005. Uh, I do want to say, I don't know if you watched it, Phil, but after this match, we get some, I guess, what amount to DVD extras uh, of Monster Mac interviewing fans. This is in the ECW arena. Uh, he's interviewing fans while they're setting up the cage before the main event. Uh, did you watch this? I saw that it happened and watched it. It's, it's good. It's good. Monster Mac is something else. Um, he, he makes like a Rob Feinstein pretend that I'll pretend you said 18 joke when a kid is like having a beer and he says he's only 14 <laughs> uh, or something like that. <laughs> and then, uh, he, he asks two little kids if they're ready to see people die tonight. He asks some kid where his parents are and if 
his parents are okay with him watching Teddy Hart be maimed and murdered. Um, and then uh, the highlight of this for me, Siobhan, I don't know if you, I don't know if this was also your peak, but it was the, just the high end perving on two girls. Oh uh, yeah. Two rats. Yes. I, I DM'd, I DM'd you and I said that he had incredible stop Halkius energy right there. <laughs> I didn't stop, see, God. I didn't see you said stop. Yeah. That's very stop shit. Um, those two girls have definitely sucked Trinacid's dick at some point. Um, I'm pretty sure I recognized one of them as a regular, uh, like, dollar down the silver pants, uh, CCW rat. Um, but the one girl said that she had never, uh, been to a, a, a wrestling show before. And then Mac, of course, says, you know, something about how he's happy that they could pop her cherry. So, uh, a long time ago. Monster Mac is a cool guy. But this was a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, this is this is our most problematic episode, I think. But you know what? They just what keep getting Sergio better. Pro? The hits it's keep it's literally JAP. Yeah, that's what they were fucking referred. <laughs> yeah, JAP. Um, I just want to say this at the at the at the outset uh, that homicide with hair is really upsetting to me. <laughs> Any yeah, thoughts not, on? I mean, the only you only should only go hair if you're losing a plastic match with somebody. Sorry, Phil, you're a little quiet. Like, that would be okay. If he was losing in a Puestas match, that's fine, right? Like, mm. Thomas is about to drop his hair to somebody in Puerto Rico. <laughs> it's really suspicious. He's He's been booked for this match, and he's growing it out. <laughs> yeah, it has it has that, that Wagner vibe from him, him just adding new things to his weave that have no business being there. And now he looks far better with the shaved head even though his his beard is still tied <laughs> i just want to say right quick we're going to talk about the wagner match in a couple episodes um but i i really enjoyed how the post-match like head shaving there spoilers i guess if you haven't seen that um well it was booty but duty doesn't lose the mask yeah right <laughs> um yeah the that is maybe the least like emotional post-match for an apuestas i've ever seen um it like doesn't matter in any way compared to what all happened in the match. Um, it doesn't... Tr- multiple attempted murders. Do you, you, you... Are you with it? Are you with that match? Are you good with it? Are you happy? That's great. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, writing it up, yeah. I'm writing it up for my book, the book I'm doing right now. Okay. Cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah so, that makes sense. So, um, so the point... The, the thing where fucking Blue Demon Jr. off topic and you're doing a whole episode, when he pulls out the hammer and yeah. then hits him back of the head with a hammer yeah. you're like what am i watching yeah yeah no i mean you're not going to be on that episode so i want to just get your because you because uh, i said in the chat after i watched it i watched it at like 9 a.m after working an overnight shift and i was drinking at 9 a.m not a lot but i had a i had a big one uh <laughs> i had a big one and uh i i got in the i got in the chat and i said um this is the modern uh ms uno versus sangre chicana and so like hyperbolic. yeah oh yeah I was feeling it, man. <laughs> I mean, it's better to say that about this than about Arquette Gage. <laughs> Did I say that? Yes. I think that was a joke, though. I think... <laughs> I think you, you, that was very... You were feeling it in the moment. I, that was a joke. And I was I was like five deep when I watched Arquette Gage. Uh, when it, I also do love the fact that, that Angel Udinamino... Um, almost kills that guy, and then that becomes like a spot that's just like a, a huge, yeah. important spot in Lich League right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I have wondered if that's an actual tribute. Um, well, it clearly is, yeah. right? 
And isn't the story that, like, uh, what is it, uh, what's his name, uh, Cibernetico? Who is it, Cibernetico? Who the fuck is yeah. that? Yeah. Cibernetico is also, like, waving over, saying he's gonna hit him with a, uh, a cinder block. Cinder block's now a thing. I was like, is that one guy murdered that other guy? Was the Angelo Demonio match even a mask match? Or was that just, like, a random match? That was a match, um, on a weird supercard for, uh, Mexican Revolution Day. Okay. Um, and it was him versus, um, So it was a tribute Puerto- to how they won the war. <laughs> yeah, if it was to, uh, this is for you, Zapata. Yeah. And him versus, uh, Puerto Rican Cuervo, who, um, is good. I missed the, I like Did he wake up ma- from his the- coma yet? I mean, that guy's live. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. I like those matches with him and Mike Mendoza from 2016 uh, against La Revolucion. Can't say. I don't think that they would, do you think they'd still do the spot? They probably would. The, 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 Cinderblock spot? You think they? Uh, oh yeah, I think he'll do it. He works Zona Twenty Three. Like they'll they'll well, pay him extra well, to do it. Well, I'm saying that if he had actually died, oh, I still do oh. it at Triple Mania. Hmm, probably. <laughs> like, and and I mean, then and, and if that if that had been the scenario that played out, then you'd be like, yes, you're right. This is MS Uno versus Sangre Chicana. <laughs> I mean, I mean the. I, I said this, but I was almost surprised that Demon didn't do the. Um, the, the spot that Park did with Macias, with the, uh, El Hio, uh, the San Caro spot after, like, the week after Park's brother, El Hio, who was, uh, the fake El Hio de San, uh, San Caris, got fucking murdered in his Dodge Neon, and he put the mask on him, and they, oh, they said, yeah. I'm gonna do this to you, I'm gonna do it to you, what they did to him, uh, that fucking demon <laughs> didn't do that with a Silver King mask to Wagner. Uh, it wouldn't have made as much sense because he wasn't murdered in the Dodge Neon, but, you know. <laughs> still would have been very raw. Yeah. But that's still raw. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, shouts out to, to uh, Silver, Silver Kane. Um, Alright, so, I do want to say, we'll get on topic here. Uh, we've, we, you know, this has actually not been as like painfully long as I thought it might be. It's still going to clock in shorter than our Dustin Rhodes episode. Uh, which is really the bar, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, I do, I, I want to say, I think the best way to describe Jack Evans and Teddy Hart um, as they come out to lose yourself is that they, like, if I if I was going to describe these guys to a non-fan or, a you know, a, like a mainstream like WWE fan who had never heard of them, I would say that they're two, like, Canadian white boys, maybe, who love to listen to Eminem and do backflips. Like, that's, like, a type of guy, you know? The Eminem fan who does, like, wall-run backflips is a type of person from this era. Um, Jack Evans is a hot couch guy. I remember when I I, I used to fight, um, what there was, uh, I'd go to these cold gloves tournaments, and there was, like, a group of people from, like, rural Maryland who would show up at these things. It would all have, like, white boys with, like, dyed blonde hair and, like, gold teeth. Hell yeah. And, like, you know, like, girlfriends with really, really tight jeans and, like, you know, that, that, that very, like, very, like, the Eminem is, I am embracing that as a lifestyle. Living the dream, man. And they would always show up in these fights. They could fight, too. Like, I remember I... Sure. I, they, I never, they never, really, these weren't the kind of people who would be heavy. I was a heavyweight. And these were, like... Middleweights and that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I could, this, this, uh, 
white boy with with a, a full grill at like sixteen is actually pretty good. Got a good, good nice hand movement. <laughs> yeah, he won that grill in a, in a previous fight. Uh-huh. Uh, now, now they're a little peep. Uh, Hmm? Like doing that, that the modern equivalent, uh, and none of them can fight. Right now, they're too zanned out. Guy would have face tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I, I like that. I like the uh, the idea that in another life, little peep would be a, a instead of a, a dead SoundCloud rapper, he would be a guy with a fucking two and seven MMA record. Um, yeah, uh, this begins as a pretty standard brawl. Uh, not much going on uh, for a few minutes, but then like four minutes in, Jack Evans ascends to the top of the cage, and as Teddy gives B-Boy a powerbomb, Jack does a blockbuster to him off the top of the cage. That's normal shit. That's just normal shit that you do. Yeah. Um, and then Teddy and Homicide end up going to the floor, which is probably for the best. It's like four guys in one cage for the entire thing could be difficult to maintain. And I like indie cage matches where they just go around, like, they, not confined to the cage. That's, I know that's like a weird thing, and people are like, the purity of a cage match. Um, that's, they're trapped with it. No, no escape, you know, whatever. Fuck off. I like it when they do crowd brawling. I like a match with crowd brawling. Um, and I also like a match where one of the guys mantles up to the top of the cage, doesn't look behind him, and then does a fucking backflip to the floor. Uh, the moonsault, it's like some, it's like, it looks routine to him. It's insane. That might be the craziest cage I've ever seen. Yeah. Because he really did look like he just went up and just did it. Yeah. He doesn't look behind him. Most people would do it, but like take a second to like fucking think about how they got to this point in their life. Nope. The record scratch thing. How did I, do you think I got here? But I just like, now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, like, but runs up and flips off without even like fucking thinking about it. Yeah. And like, no, no, like. Ain't it's a really high cage. Wondering how Teddy's- I got here. Nope. Yeah. This is just cocaine. Teddy is the far too lizard brained of an individual to, to have uh, that moment of, of That's thought. Right. No, he doesn't need to because he's got God on his side and also cocaine, and he just goes up there and does it. And then, of course, he gets up limping because he's never not hurt his knee in a match or at least acted like it. <laughs> um, Jack Evans does a backflip off the top rope into a DDT, which is like super clean and weird. Um, and then Homicide, who is. Back on the offensive after taking the biggest moonsault of all time, uh, is uh, beating up Teddy with a trash can. Uh, we see B-Boy smash an LP over Jack Evans' head, um, and which is cool. I like to see an exploding record. Um, but then a hilarious spot happens soon after that where Jack Evans goes for a sun- sunset flip on B-Boy while B-Boy is clearly holding a fucking traffic sign. Like, what do you think's going to happen when you do that sunset flip? Uh, uh, yeah, wrestling. That's yeah. a very wrestling move. Yeah, yeah you know, it's going to be cool when I get hit in the head with this fucking stop sign. Yeah, it's when you, it's when you do a fucking uh, yeah, you go for a sunset flip on Mabel. Like, <laughs> what do you think's going to happen, man? Uh, the fork is back. Uh, we get the fork, and I I wrote down that Teddy must have bladed before the fork came out uh, because we see blood all over his face. Not like two seconds after the first stab, uh, he's covered. Uh, it's weird how people almost never count Teddy as, like, a high-end bleeder. But, like, Homicide must have stabbed him hundreds of times over the years. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, maybe even a thousand or more. Uh, and he he's, he bleeds well. The man bleeds well. Um, he takes um, a, a 
a chunk of the vinyl record into the cut. Yeah, that's fucking gross. When you see the the, the sharp uh, yeah. remnants of that record, and he just stabs him with it. That's not like that's gimmicked. Yeah, Phil, you're a little quiet. I I heard you say gimmicked. That's not gimmicked. Okay. Right? I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not a, a weapon you see used often. That's really cool. Uh, he also throws the fork into the crowd, which is cool, like free fork. Um, then he he prece- proceeds to do some like almost like comedic brutality on Teddy with like he does like a cage door shot to the head and a trash can lid, but he's like smiling and laughing while he does it. Uh, it like it's it, it, like just the way that he hits him. It feels like almost like some silent movie, like uh, Harold, Harold Lloyd or Buster Keaton, like visual gags. Great things about this feud was the joy that Homicide took. Yeah, <laughs> he is a man who likes what he does. At some point, he goes. Sorry, Phil. Yeah, enjoy every single second of it. Yeah. Well, this is. I mean, look. Here's the thing. We all we. I don't want to say we all, but the three of us on this call, we know how to eat with a fork, right? Um, yes. It's a thing that we do somewhat commonly. Um, now, sometimes you like, sometimes you need like a steak knife, right? Because you have to, you have to like separate the 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 tougher materials so you can take a, you know, get a a, a sizable bite that you can manage in your mouth. Um, I don't think I've ever stabbed anything like with a fork that only had like a surface level. I. I <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Have you, just yeah. stabbing like a person in the head. It seems like it would not feel good. If you're like stabbing something with a fork, it's it's like like a full ass mushroom or something. Yeah, but it's like you have, there's like no other way to really grab like grasp it. Um, <laughs> if you stab something, you will uh, hit skull ostensibly. Yeah, yeah. If you go hard enough. Yeah, and and that that can't feel good. Um, but Homicide seems to enjoy it. I don't know. He goes out to the floor, and uh, apparently the fan who caught the fork hands it back to him. Uh. That's, that's Philadelphia etiquette. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, we love those. We love those boys. Um, Homicide lifts Jack Jack Evans to the top rope. Um, and the commentator says, "I wonder what he's going to do to Jack Evans." And the other commentator says, "A whole lot of sucky death." Yeah, that um, was Mac. Mac is was Mac. Mac was really using sucky a lot in this in this match. Yeah. That's, that's a weird that's man. We've gotten to this point yet where they talk where the part where Teddy works his leg and they keep talking about how that's the leg with the bullet in it. Yes. <laughs> that's so good. I didn't write that down. That's great. I, I forgot about oh. that. Yeah. yeah that's his you know, he's working on his leg. That's the leg he has a bullet in. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, that would hurt. <laughs> They never got it out, uh, but but he's going to try today. Um, they speculate that Homicide might do the cop killer from the top of the cage. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised he didn't. Like, I'm surprised that they would talk about that if if uh, that wasn't something he was actually going to do. The, the, the top of the something. cage? <laughs> Jack Evans would take that. Would I know, kidding? I know. It, maybe, if, maybe he needed a table in the ring. Yeah, there needs to be something. Um yeah, uh, I'm just laughing at the idea of him even trying to pick him up for it while they stand in the cage. Um, he ends up actually hanging Jack from the top of the cage in a tree of woe position. And this was one of my favorite spots of the match. Uh, B-Boy has a trash can lid. 
runs across uh, diagonally across the ring and jumps up. And Jack Evans is hanging from the top of the cage, so his head is like above the post. Um, B Boy does like a six foot high drop kick in midair, perfectly positions the trash can lid beneath his feet, smashing the can lid into Jack's face while he hangs upside down from the cage. It is like one of the most precise drop kicks I've ever seen in my life, and it, like the circumstances were like. Very strange, obviously. Um, it just incredibly cool. B-Boy's like corner drop kick is one of his like best spots, and this crazy modified version of it, where he jumps up over six feet and just perfectly aligns that trash can lid with the face of Jack Evans is it's yeah, it's fucking really art. That was one of the coolest things B-Boy's ever done. Yeah, I like B-Boy. I do like B-Boy like too. Yeah. But, you know, he's fine. Yeah, but he's okay. Yeah. That, that was the coolest thing he's ever done. Yeah, I think I think it's probably fair to say uh, this is this is up there, if not the coolest. Um, uh, Modtron Productions with a great close up of Teddy, uh, while Homicide grinds his bloody face into the steel. You can never get enough of the the close up of the of the face grinding against the cage. Um, the commentary here overall is hilarious because they constantly mix up who is who. Um, it's hard to see with the cage, I'm sure, but. But then Especially one Especially from uh, the Christmas, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, th- I think Monster Max says that Teddy's lost multiple gallons of blood. <laughs> so which, does that check out? <laughs> one of the two says multiple gallons, which... I don't, I don't think it's gallons. He was bleeding a little bit. Uh, how many gallons uh, are there? It's like at, one? At, at most, he could have lost multiple pints. If he lost multiple gallons... Yeah. He would be dead. Okay, yeah, it's like eight, if he eight pints. pints. He'd be dead probably. But how much blood is there? We'll look this up. Um, Evans does a phoenix splash plancha off the cage. Then Teddy does like the prettiest moonsault ever. One, on... Sorry, one, one, one to one and a half gallons of blood in the human body. Okay, so okay. eight gallons would be yes. We don't. Where's he getting all this blood from? <laughs> he didn't lose more blood that he had in his body. And he just keeps filling back up, and it just keeps coming out. It's crazy. <laughs> this guy must have a direct line on this shit. He must have, like, a guy in Florida that supplies blood to him. Although, that doesn't sound... Teddy Hart could... No, I'm sure he does. Teddy Hart's got a blood yeah, guy. Yeah, that, I mean, that reminds me of the story he told... Um, uh, there's a story I remember from a podcast with Wes Hatch telling... Saying, talking about how Teddy told him that he would take him to a Disney World where he had and his family. They had special passes, and he we would go on the uh, jet skis in the lake. But only we can do, only us. Yeah, and we and I'll take you there because you're my friend, Wes. <laughs> um, Teddy <laughs> is incredible. Teddy's the best. Um, I once went to a strip club with West Hatch in Atlanta. You went to a what? A strip club. Yep. Strip club with Wes Hatch in Atlanta. Yeah. How was um, that? Was Teddy there? <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, it was definitely the strip club you wanted to go to in Atlanta. I that, had, that's uh, like a big I, time I a, strip I got club. A lap, this is many years before I was a married man. I got a lap dance from a, a, a stripper who had daddy written across her like stomach in that kind of Tupac yeah, sure. uh, font. Of course. Who then was smoking a Newport during the entire time he was doing a lap dance. And then, like, put her phone number in my phone and told me to call her later. And I 100% would have been robbed and murdered if yeah. I called her. 
my hotel room? Yes. Yeah, so absolutely would be robbed. Maybe not murdered, but definitely robbed. <laughs> Lost yeah. a kidney, maybe. That's a yeah. beautiful story. Harvested a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I could go for a Newport. Um, uh, so I guess I'll just continue listing spots because they keep coming. Um, what, is that? what else is this? Match? They um, they do the old demolition backbreaker elbow combo. Uh, the Heart Foundation does, except uh, Teddy does a shooting star press. Yeah. Um, then he goes up for another shooting star. B Boy catches it in a cup and like the cutter, um, which is the the spot that you know made uh, Evan Bourne a thing uh, for six months before he got busted with K two. Um, Evan's- this is a pro Matt Sadow podcast. Yeah, I love him. Oh, I love him. <laughs> Working with Laredo Kid at the uh, one of the multiple Lucha Federations, which runs Colorado every month. Yeah, that like he's he's going too soon. Yeah, like, that's a well, big I match. Think, uh, I think in October we're going. Laredo's good. I like Laredo a lot. I really liked watching Laredo would work the the, a- the AAW shows I'd go to before he like yeah. blew up in AAA recently. Well, um, he was supposed to wrestle Loki on their last show. Right, and it ended up being Volador. It ended up being Volador, yeah. It wasn't I remember as- you sort of live commentating that for us in the chat, and yeah. uh, man, I wish I, I wish they ran Lucha shows here. I've got to go up to Chicago for one. Uh, Evans gets hit with a wild cop killer. Sec- it's the sickest possible bump you could take from that. Um, Homicide hits a top rope, like literally top rope Liger bomb on, I forget who, I think Teddy, uh, like where they're both standing on the top rope. B-Boy gives him an insane brain buster, and then Steve Mack, of course, yells brain buster in an obnoxious fashion, fashion because it's 2005. Um, and then Homicide brings Teddy back up, super double underhook, butterfly suplex for two. Uh, <laughs> just... Like it, at a certain point, this it's a gets, little much in the, by the end of this match. Yeah, I, I, really I, I think it worked in the context, uh, but if you break it down, it does. I mean, Teddy Hart is—he's not human, right? Uh, sure. Oh, Teddy Hart versus PCO. Now oh, there's a match. Um, it's Loki and Jay Lethal come out and they brawl on the floor, like intensely, like beat the shit out of each other on the floor. Uh, Loki came out and tried to climb the cage, which is really funny because we've clearly established that the door's unlocked. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, like there, there's a there's a uh, a few gaps in logic here, um, but yeah, we get the the big uh, the big finish here, which is you alluded to earlier, Phil, when you said Don Morocco could have showed up. Um, Teddy Hart's getting his ass kicked by Homicide and flipping him off, which is just classic Teddy, uh, glutton for punishment. Uh, B-Boy and Homicide do a doomsday device bulldog, uh, uh, like a, it was like the Steiner Brothers spot, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the ref counts, uh, they go for the pin. This, w- this would have been the three, because I think that was their finish, or at least that was what the commentators alluded to. The lights go out, and they're like, is it Sabu? Is it Sabu? Um, it's not Sabu. It's, it's Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and he doesn't, and he doesn't have a shirt on. <laughs> Uh, I was shocked. He spent the last fifteen like years a... of his life without a shirt on. <laughs> I, like, I think he thought he looked good. He looked kind of like a badass. He, he did. Funny. He's a real heavyweight. Yeah. match is full of little dudes. Yeah, he yeah. is. He barrel chested. Uh, in fact, uh, I don't think it's Mac. I think it's the other commentator says that he looks like a shit brick house. Um, so, which is I can't deny that. That's that's definitely the truth. He is like a shit brick house. Um, and yeah. They, Anvil and Teddy hit the fucking heart attack, uh, which is awesome. Then Teddy hits a spiral tap thing, like a 
360 spinning front flip uh, for three. And I yeah. I forget which of the if that's an open heart surgery or what. I think the open There's heart so surgery names. is the 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 shooting star into the elbow drop is the open heart surgery. I think. Um, There's so many names. I, Wikipedia doesn't list moves on on people's. Remember when they had that? When it would just be like, yeah, it was so stupid that they pulled that. It, I don't. It was a dumb thing to have, but I liked and it. All the, and all the wiki clones that'll be like pro wrestling dot yeah. fucking pulled that too because they're just clones instead of just being like, yeah, I don't know. We got. I've missed bad. We, we got to make our own database. We got to make. Uh, it's like cage match, but better. <laughs> I'm, I might have to check oh. wrestling data, which is a cage match, but better, but also still kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, correct fucking Havocs in ours. Yeah, yeah, correct the Havocs. Thank you, uh, Monster Max, so much for letting us know. Um, this this match is insane, though. I think this is a classic snapshot of mid-2000s excess. Um, but, like, before it ate itself a few years later. Like, I don't know. Obviously, they it's do too much. It's not a long match. It's, like... Maybe 15 minutes. Right. Like, five years later, this match would have been a half hour. Right. Phil, don't you have, like, a rule for a match like this where, like, the crazy spot ratio to, like, the amount of time spent? Yeah, or it's, like, the amount of things that I scoff at versus the amount of things I think are awesome. Okay. It's just very much things, very many things that I scoff I got. Yeah. So uh, you- like, I mean, you guys are pretty all pretty cool and don't do that many do that much dumb shit. Yeah. But, so yeah, you want it to be kind of, you want, you don't want it to just be the point where you just lose. Where, you know, they've taken you to an apex and then you stay there and that goes down a little bit. You're like, I'm out. Yeah. I get out for these, those kind of matches a lot where it's like, all right, it's enough. I've had enough. And it just didn't get me there. Although it was, there were a couple of kickouts where it was like, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah, but we had to get to Anvil, right? Like, I, 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 I don't, uh, the, the really, really great, uh, tag with Homicide and Key versus Teddy and Evans also had kind of really booking finish, a really booking finish. They, Capital B booking. Like he's a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, we, I, shit I, I, this thing. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. Um, if you have a, a line on that, let us know. And we'll, I'd like to watch it. Uh, Bret, yeah. Hart, Bret Hart's music plays, I guess. The Carnage crew come out. Oh, hell yeah. Like, they like do like a thing where like oh the Carnage crew and Teddy Hart have legit heat yeah and of course. it turns out the Carnage crew turns on and they join Teddy Hart it's like oh, okay who gives a shit yeah can we just finish this fucking <laughs> match oh I like it when HC Luke comes out and I does... like the Carnage crew yeah. I don't, don't get me wrong was Masada with them no it was just HC Luke and um, Devito Tony Devito yeah. Um, God, we'll get to the Carnage Crew one of these days. So we'll ask Zach, we'll, we'll, when we get Zach Amico on. Yeah, we'll get we'll Zach Amico on. They didn't need to add Masada. Oh, but see, I, so Masada was like my boy. He was from my town. Like, I knew Masada. I'm with Masada. We're saying it's like it diluted the Carnage Crew. Ah, I liked it. I was just, but I don't know. It was just because I, I knew him um, and I would run into him. Masada and. Todd Sexton as a tag team would have been better just by that. But obviously, that's the wild side bias. When you have a team, when you have somebody like the Carnage, you don't need to like add extra members. You don't need a third member of the Legion of Doom. Sure, you do. Draws. What are you <laughs> no, talking that, about, that Phil? What are you fucking talking about? This guy ruled. The member of Demolition suck. Masada as a Carnage group guy stinks. <laughs> uh, agree to disagree. Um, I love 
that was one of the great ROH feuds with the idea where the idea that uh, that were uh, the the basic feud was that uh, the, the uh, special K mm-hmm. dote and ran a trade on Ichi Loke's daughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they fucking brought it back this year, but in reverse. H.C. Loke as with the Rising Suns, uh, Colby Carino, uh, G- Jimmy Rave Stable versus Deranged, Azrael, and, and Slim Jace. Mania weekend. We that was it. Got it. Where was that? That was a capital? Yeah, capital. Capital wrestling. Uh, I don't know. God, we, we gotta talk about, we gotta get that. Special K thing this year? Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's back. He's working TPI. In a month. Yeah, TPI. You heard me. Loke is working TPI? That's right, baby. Yes. An ECW original. Yeah, don't be for that. Yeah. uh, I wonder, he he might literally be J.C. Rotten's godfather, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, H.C. Rotten. Who else is working TPI this year? Oh, the usuals. Aaron Williams. Um, I, it's, it's the, it's the usual people with a few, like Matt Justice is there, um, uh, Mance is gonna be there, but then you've got your usual, your Larry D and your Aaron Williams, uh, Sage Phillips, like, you know, your, your current IWA Mid-South guys. Uh, no other people besides H.E. Love? Uh, like, as far as old people, I, I can't say off the top of my head. I'll, let's do that. We'll just, we'll, we'll close out here. Fuck, this match rules. Um, I love it. I love this match. Um, it's dumb as fuck, but I think it's better for how stupid it is. Um, I don't, I don't think it's the best of this feud, but I think it's fine. Sure. We, I we had it available and it seemed like a good idea. I think step below the tab, but, but not a huge step. Yeah. Um, okay. Monster Mac what? is going to be in this tournament. Ooh, where so, are you finding this? Uh, on the IWA Mid-South, uh, uh, Twitter. There's a long thread that began May 6th where they've announced each one in individual posts. This really is the Monster Mac episode. It really is. It really is. And I, I even, I even well, messaged them. Essentially. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of people I don't know. Adam Slade is like one of their guys. I don't know Matt Gilbert, the barefoot badass. Never heard of him. Uh, Tyler Matrix is an Illinois, Indiana guy. Somebody named Joe Trigga Travis. <laughs> Trigga. Uh, Jason the Gifto Kinkado will be back. Uh, oh, yeah. he, he was the winner of Style Battle 4. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> it says it right here on the tweet. Uh, Anthony Henry will be there. Uh, the King of Dong Style, Joey Ryan Online, of course. Uh, so, they're, yeah, they're bringing in some names. Fred Yehi. Hell yeah. Uh, Blake Christian. He worked uh, IWA um, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I forget against who. I think it was, oh, it was Aaron Williams. Yeah, but that I that would be on Smart Mark, regular, not fucking... Powerbomb. Yeah, they no, don't. That's sadly. they don't do that. Uh, they they they're not interested in posting recent stuff on Powerbomb, which is fine. Um, a lot of names I don't know. Shane Mercer. A lot of regular, uh, like yeah, twenty ten IWA guys. Yeah. We, goddamn, yeah, let's get Monster Mac could be really good. Who? Fred Yeah versus Monster Mac could be really yes. good. definitely definitely. Uh, Congo Kong. I was going to say Congo Kong versus yep. Monster Mac. Congo Kong is in it. Um, also really good. And Calvin Tankman uh, is that's like the 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 majority of the, like the really good people in it. Um, so lots of big men. Uh, it's it's going to be cool. Uh, I, I I could see that being one of those things that we that we buy, um, and instead of AIW where we only share it with a few individual people, um, I think yeah let's buy let's buy TPI and share it with the world. Why not? Um, Nick Maniwa, if you're listening. 
don't report my VK account. Um, any thoughts to close the show on Jersey All Pro? Um, I feel it like we ass. only scratched it the surface. A lot of ass. It's so good. Yeah, this is this was designed to be a sampler in my mind. Yeah. Um, you know. it's, about, it's great. I mean, it really was great. You know, there was probably a little. It probably had a tendency to to push the booking uh, pedal down a little bit. Yeah. But I think it really was. You know, I mean, it was. Inc- they had some great, great stuff. It's some stuff that was like uniquely them. Yeah, you know what I mean like there were you know there was a flavor that was a very it wasn't just a Fed that ran a million dream matches and some of them were going to be good, right? There was the stuff. Some of their best stuff was JPW stuff. Yeah, Homicide versus Dixie, the Hit Squad hurling trainees into walls. You know the uh, hillbilly wrecking crew brawling in the seats and you know and Teddy Hart getting stabbed with a fork and all that stuff was you know was them. Yeah, you know what they had. I mean, there were you know, a half dozen other indies running in a fucking twenty a twenty mile radius, and none of them were like this. Not exactly, at least, right? Yeah, none of them were as good. Most importantly, yeah. Well, it, it's funny. Like you could have like an amazing, amazing card of just JPW guys who never made it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, like yeah. there's you know Dixie and Insane Dragon and Deranged and Mike and, West. You know, my quest and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what's face the this tag partner? I always Eric like Eric Corvus. Eric Corvus was good, and, and you know, uh, a Ghost Shadow and all of those guys. Yeah, I would, I would love to see. Uh, that's that's the card that like that is a, a step away from the the Homicide tribute show that they booked, right? Like if they would have if they would have gone full all the way with it, they would have sold as many tickets. They wouldn't have been able to work. Uh, like Manhattan or wherever that that show took place. Um, well, I, mean, I wanted it to be. I would still haven't finished that show, but and it was partly that. But yeah, you know, I wanted it to be like just. I wanted JT Jobber out there. I wanted Elax Exploited Child out there. Yeah. I wanted Ethan out there. I wanted like the guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to see Magic and Suba? Um, I see Magic. They had J Train. Yeah. Uh, you know the the great the great Julius Smokes. Yeah. I think Prince uh, Donna was around at some point in some form. Um, yeah, well, he was an ECWA guy, right? Yeah. Um, As a worker, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I, would love to come back to more Jersey All Pro. Um, I know we say that after like a lot of these things where we're like, oh, we barely scratched the surface on this. And it's always you know, fairly sincere and true. Uh, obviously, I would love to watch more fucking Ian Rotten matches, but I'm not sure if we will in such a focused form. Um, I could see us doing more episodes where we just talk about Jersey all pro because it is such a, it, it on paper. If you are like from the outside looking in and you don't know, and you haven't seen the stuff, you might just sort of lump it in with the other Northeast Indies of, of the era. Um, because you know, the cards on the surface do look kind of similar if you just look at the main events or whatever. But if you like watch the style, um, it, a, a, a low key homicide, like the two of them in a four way, um, in and Ring of Honor is not going to look anything like this four way, you know, yeah. uh, a Jack Evans Teddy Hart uh, cage match, like the, the the scramble cage or whatever. It's awesome. It doesn't quite look like this because Jim the Anvil Neidhart is not showing up at the end, right? I mean, uh, it's in some ways a very. I mean, AIW one of these I like AIW so much. I think it's the most JPW ish thing we have now. Yeah, right? I was just like a group of their own 
guys that work there yeah. and you know, like have do their own. I mean, you know, the production is basically youth, you know, like uh, is like insane dragon and Dixie and, you know, like those guys would have fit in perfect. No consequences you know? was like that. No consequences yeah. like that. Trey, you know, Trey Lamar is Dixie for sure. Yeah. Basically, you know, basically the, the, you know, the fuckets are basically as close to the hit squad as you're going to get in sure. 2018. And will somebody please fucking book that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is, that is a, that is the kind of match that, um, you know, let's get, let's tell Dylan. Um, it's an I, internal, con- it's an internal context thing where everything makes its own sense. But you don't have to be some fucking asshole who knows everything to understand it. Yeah, yeah, I think anybody could come in and watch this, uh, just like with AIW. Uh, it's just a fun mixture of you know nostalgia along with local guys that just they got their own style, they got their own feel and their own tone. Um, it's great. Jersey All Pro, uh, RIP Fat Frank. He had a vision, right? Right. Born yeah. of a vision. Yeah. Absolutely. At JPW Wikipedia page, saying clearly written by. Yeah, you know, one of the Modtron guys. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Phil, so much for for coming on. Um, we we should do yeah. this again. This is the second time I've done a podcast I... with you, and I that other one is unfortunately lost because of what happened. Horrible tragedy that happened. Um, no, it's, a tra- it's shame. Real shame. Uh, yeah. Oh, anytime. Anytime. Oh. Truly. Anytime. For anything. Who gives a shit? I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's talk about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's the most yeah, obscure I, thing? I, said all I, was, I, I like talking about dumb shit on, on the on the internet. So yeah, it's good. I, That's I have neither the energy nor the uh, the technical knowledge to be able to have a pod, uh, podcast on my own. So well, I come you know what? We're just going to consider you the, the 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 third host, as well as, <laughs> as well as like a lot of other people who are also the third host, rotating chair. All right, sounds good.